Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. The ESPN San Antonio Audio Vault is powered by AA Best Bail Bonds. 210-225-2121. Or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Rob Thompson, Rudy J, R and R in the morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. It is R and R in the morning, a Friday edition, a getaway edition. He's Rudy. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson, once again, comfortably ensconced in our own homes. Carl Schoening, the intrepid. Hit the roads. What seemed to be a little bit easier ride this morning than yesterday, but still icy cold, sitting comfortably in the glass box of fun. we got three hours of restaurant-quality radio headed your direction. <laughs> Hope springs eternal, right? Yes, always. Spurs go down late. We'll go down easy. I shouldn't say late. Go down easy yeah, and early. Yeah. Uh, I thought Jimmy Butler was Joel Embiid. I was like, good Lord, he's yeah. just there. he was just running down to the block and abusing whoever was behind him. Like it was it was bad. But no Jakob, no DeJounte. I don't even have to go past those two. Those two have been the engine that moves the Spurs along. And when they don't have those two guys, it it's uh it's a zit the size <laughs> of a of a donut, you know what I mean? It's like it's just it's just glaring. And you know, as much talk we did, Rob, DeJounte did not make the reserves. We got the reserves for the East no. and the West, and DeJounte did not make the reserves. And when you look at the reserves of the West, you really can't be too upset. No, everybody there deserves to be there. It's exactly how we spoke earlier. Is he all-star right. caliber? Yeah. He just Absolutely. ain't better than those all-stars. Uh, we'll look that. Carolina Teagle joined us at 830. The Rockets come to town. Uh, we'll see. We'll try to figure out who's going to play or who isn't going to play. If they're this shorthanded yet again, it could be the very same as they head out on the rodeo road trip. I got an email earlier. Uh, press the What's press up? parking lot. Uh, that's where they're going to be putting the dirt. So uh, we're going to have to park someplace <laughs> else. Is there? Well, I, I I think that's normally where it is, right? Normally, those yeah, they normally the dirt. Was, yeah, are right mm-hmm. there in the in the media lot, right there. So. Uh, here comes the ro- the, ra- the rodeo, and you know the Spurs smell a lot like what this place is gonna, or play a lot like what this place is gonna smell like. Last couple of years, that was a badly delivered joke. Worthy of a Friday getaway. As we're getting ready to go to the big game, we're traveling west, all for you, all for the listener. Is it we're all for the listener listen. or for you? Yes, <laughs> it's all for the listener. <laughs> yeah. We are there to be sure. their eyes and ears. Oh, okay. <laughs> And so we're excited to go. AA Best Bell Bonds, Deets Tractor, Southern Recipe Small Batch Port Rides. Um, going to be uh, on the road hitting it. It, it. We're going Monday. We'll be live for you. Yep. Be, what's it there? What yeah. time is it there? Uh, right now it's 5.03 in the Blessed AM in uh, beautiful downtown Burbank. Yeah. Woo. 
We'll be on, but we'll be off by eight. And this is for you. This is for the listening public. Yes. We'll talk some Super Bowl as well. And this is Spurs this last game, some Cowboy activity. Yeah, this is Spurs last game till Wednesday, Rob, just so everyone knows. And then they yeah. start the manure trip. But uh, some Cowboy news. What happened to the Cowboys? Uh, nothing huge. Uh, evidently, uh, Micah is the fastest player in the world, in the NFL. Yeah, whatever. I, I, I don't want to dispute his speed. I know he's quite fast for a linebacker. I just don't know what happened yesterday in the skills competition that somehow he's now the fastest player in the NFL. Uh, we'll talk the Pro Bowl, which, by the way, is going on this week. Uh, I believe, was there a football game last night? East West Shrine, is that what you talked You talked about East West Shrine. Yeah, that yeah, was played. where was it? I Forgive no me. I, I traversed my normal sports outlets, and I couldn't find it. I've never I, – I, I do this. I like the Senior Bowl because I know there's like the NFL coaches involved, but the Shrine Bowl, I've never even – so I have no idea. None whatsoever. I know it's good for the well, kids that are like trying to get a late look. I'm all for it, but I've never like you know, sat UTSA. down and watched it. Yeah, that's what I'm weren't saying. Weren't there a couple UTSA kids, that offensive linemen, right? It was yeah. The kid that just paved the way for Sincere. It was on the NFL Network, apparently. Nice. Ah, see, I that would make sense, I guess, if I was looking for an NFL game. <laughs> but they're about to go to the NFL. Are they yet? I, it's my bad. But I, I, I honestly did search. I no, I didn't. Now I feel bad that I didn't check the NFL Network because that seems probably one of the more likely candidates to to look at, and I didn't go there. Um, a college game on the NFL Network is a little weird. I I can see why you wouldn't look there. They were kind of hiding in plain sight. <laughs> yeah, unfortunate. I hope, well, I hope the kids did well. We will do our research, and I'm sure Michael Jimenez and the the, the Steak Brothers, J and J, Jason and Joe. Those steaks looked awesome. It was awesome. like I was listening to a, like a sleepover yesterday. What, with Joe and Jason? The Blitz? Yeah, they're, they're having fun Giggly. and they're cooking. And they're having, like, this is work. I know. They were super giggly. Oh, when you, can hear steaks, you hear steaks sizzling. It's hard to focus. And Jason's in I his group I noticed there was buddy. only... And there was only two steaks. Oh, there was three. I think... Uh, Lovely Mrs. Minix was. They big. had a little they, bitty one for Miss Minix. A little bitty one for Miss Minix. And then, of course, we're all commenting, and you especially. And I see it on the uh, on our group chat. And he's like, come on over. Well, I don't see enough steak. Yeah, he's like, come over. Like, dude, you didn't even make enough for us to come over. So if we yeah. really would have showed up, what would you have done? We'd have had some bologna sandwiches. Vienna sausages. Dude, y'all give Tri-County... Y'all give Tri County quite a bit of y'all's check. <laughs> between you, Jason, between you and Jason, y'all spend quite a bit of money at Tri County. I mean, rightfully so. Some of the best cuts. Yeah, I mean, some of the best cuts. And I, I, I totally understand it, but y'all spend some money at Tri County. Because that's where See, Joe, what, what the, Jason had Joe go and pick up the meat. Jason was like, You fly, I'll cook it. So he had Joe go and pick it up. He was like, You go buy the steaks today. And Joe went over there and got them some quality-looking steaks. We have a, uh, during the uh, training camp week, mm-hmm. The uh, our radio station, 
KZDC crew, us, traditionally mm-hmm. hosts a steak night. We didn't get a chance to do it this year because of a we were COVID in a hotel issues. And a ho- well, we we had a house. We lost the house. Right. They took a house. Um, but uh, that was the really the first opportunity I got to know Joe was um, oh steak five night. years ago. Yeah, I got to sit down and, and really get to know him behind the camera. I mean, I'd worked in the same industry with him for 20 years in San Antonio. It wasn't like I didn't know it, but I never really met him. So uh, Joe Reinagle and Stakes, I, I kind of think of that as the beginning of the relationship that began way back then that has come to fruition as him sitting on a chair uh, with uh, Jason uh, doing a, a great talk radio show, going all the way back to Stakes. So there's some symmetry to that as we get ready to take the entire crew to los angeles again we are going to be your eyes and ears for this so we're so excited to get back into the flow and uh talk to see some people and get into that football feel that we kind of missed last year uh, make sure you're following us on every method that we've got because you never know where the nuggets are going to come from uh the, our youtube channel uh as a sports star facebook uh, on twitter uh you never know who you're going to bump into. I have a feeling this Los Angeles one is going to be one of those, like, look who we found. And uh, yeah, lots of quick too. hits. Uh, so it, it's going to be worthy of uh, making sure your alerts are there when things are popping. And uh, we'll make sure we're covering you all the way through. Because last yeah, year was still weird. Ahead. Last year was yeah, still a little weird, right? And then 2020, of course, there was nothing going on. So I think L.A. could be that one was like, you know what? I'm ready to be back out there and amongst the people, whether it be – a-list, B-list, C-list, media types, whatever the case may be, because the last two years were kind of – I mean, because you didn't go in 2020, you didn't go last year, right? No, we went – I was in Miami. We were in Miami. Oh, yeah, you we did go to Miami. Last That's year. right. That's right. In fact, I think I got Miami. COVID in Miami in February of, before it was even a thing. That's right, before uh, but, it really hit. That's right. I'm sorry. And that one was interesting because Miami is the kind of place where you turn a corner and you're like, oh, my goodness, there it is. And I remember it was the dude that's uh, Little Nas. I'm standing mm. there, and a guy looks as dressed, a little skinny guy, dressed in black patent leather. I'm like, who is this guy? Just kind of standing there. Oh, that's Little Nas X. Yeah, that's just the like kind of thing you, that. Just like when you turned down JoJo Siwa. We didn't. Like, dude. See? You should have seen my daughter's face when I told them that. I was like, hey, baby, you know my new co-host, Rob? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, they didn't know who JoJo Siwa was and then almost turned the interview down. She goes, what? What? They didn't know like who JoJo Siwa that. was? was? Because like, no, they didn't know, that baby. interview never made it to air. Dude, find that. We put it. It never. We need to find it because find that. The, this is part of the background of when you go to a, a big game like this, and I'm there is there are bookers and media types. So you do some horse trading with the with the agents of these different um, representatives of products. So mm-hmm. they'll come to you and say, "If you'll take JoJo Siwa, we will give you X too." tomorrow so you'll take oh. you'll take this a, d level star or evidently a level when we're talking about jojo though we had no idea who this little girl who was covered in sequence and giggles uh, was coming toward us um but if you'll get her if you'll t- if you'll interview her uh we'll give you and i believe we had we would have gotten free food from the sandwich king of chicago or something like that he would have come the next day and brought food so we, okay we'll do it well we did the interview and 
Minix and I. Now, Minix obviously was better at it because right. he's at least spent some time with right. young girl. I have no idea who this is, <laughs> nor what channel she's even on and what she's even talking about. But I should have noticed the stir when she was coming through the crowd. I should have known first, she was something. I just pulled her up on YouTube. The first video they have sitting right there staring you at the face almost has a billion views. She has 12 million subscribers. And Rob and Jason big time her, throw her interview in the can for it to never see daylight. Like you, like you know, like how arrogant do y'all have to be to throw JoJo Siwa in the can and leave her there? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, also now let's be real here. Okay, I'm gonna be real about the, okay, the honest goodness situation. So mm -hmm. when you're sitting at Radio Row, this was in how much? How are we doing on time? Well, I got five minutes. We'll do this right. No, you good. So you when, got like when we were in Minneapolis that year, the Radio Row was not in your normal convention center setting. Normally, they put you in a convention center. Right. You fill the biggest room. There's. 300 radio stations. Well, that year in Minneapolis, they thought they'd be cute or they didn't have any convention mall. space. They put us in the Mall of the Americas, the big mall. And I've essentially, they put us way. in yeah. the food court. And they roped <laughs> us off inside the food. Yes. And they roped all these media outlets from all over okay. the country into the food court of the biggest mall in America. There was no room. None. The tables were bunched up together. People were hunched over trying to do the interviews. At one point, uh, I believe it was either it was either Tony Casillas or uh, what's the, oh no, it wasn't Tony Casillas. It was um, big, the, tied in for the for the Chiefs. Um, oh wow, Tony uh, Tony Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez stepped on Minix's foot. Minix thought his foot was broken. Because everybody's trying to move. Minix is like screaming on air. <laughs> I mean, there was one, another point. A couple of radio stations in Hugh from Houston got into a fight, like a physical fight over space. That's so this awesome. is what it's like, and it's a I very like testosterone-driven environment. You know, you're driven. You're, you're interviewing Michael Irvin or the heavyweight champs walking around and all this, and then you see JoJo Sliwa coming to. And you see this girl that's in sequence and frilly, and she's fun. And she must have been someone, Rob. Football. Well, she must have been someone. Kind of like. No, it, well, it felt kind of like, oh, all you guys, because right next to you is Hall of Famer Jack Youngblood, and on, right to your left over here is, is that Mean Joe Green? Oh, my goodness. And over here, oh, my goodness. That, it, and then we and none got of them can hold a candle the table. And none of them can hold a candle I, to her. You're right, I, but the look was, oh, poor San Antonio. That's all y'all yeah, can get. I feel you. I feel you. And so we were like, well, had our heads down. So, do you like football? You know, what do you talk to this little girl about? So, I need um, that interview. What year was that? I need that interview found. I'm going to pledge, if you're listening, one day when you've got some free time, find that. that. Was the, I want to hear it. The Philly special. I want to hear that. Well, the thing is, it Rob, was, I'm thinking... It was 2017. I'm currently looking through his stuff to see if I can Look. find it for y'all. <laughs> hey, so, Rob, I'm thinking her people were thinking dads like me are at Radio Row. And they're like, hey, that's... That's what I'm thinking. Her people are thinking well, the like... the crowd, you could tell there was a stir. They you knew. Tell so someone knew. something about her. But, but not you and Jason. Goofy. Uh, well, y'all kids, y'all are empty nesters. Like, y'all, why would y'all know her, though? You know what I mean? Like, of course, I have, what, in 17, my daughter was five years younger. My daughter's eight. Of course I knew her. You know what I mean? Right. 
And you so you got the interview the you oh my gosh. A better job. I would have got pics, videos. I'd be like, hey, I'm going to FaceTime my daughter. Can you say hello to her? <laughs> you know what I mean? I would have made her feel like who she is. While you and, and she, you and Jason are like, do you know what a first down is? <laughs> that's kind of what we were doing. Like, when you play with your Barbies, are they cheerleaders or are they quarterbacks? Oh, my God. Like, oh, my what? God, dog. Oh, my God. Carl, find that. Uh, I, will, I, I already looked. I was mistaken. This was actually 2018, and it looks like what Pledger has from 2018 is all post-Super Bowl, so I do not know where it might be. Oh, okay. No worries. We no burned it. Yeah. We, uh, they Roger, that, that they Roger not... Goodell did. They Roger Goodell yeah, that one. That they they, they burnt the Spygate tapes. <laughs> we put that one in there. Uh, yeah, that's the kind of thing that you might very well expect next week. We're, okay. we're really excited to go. We want to thank everybody that's been involved with getting us there. From And while we're there, and this, you know, you hear it all the time, but the fact of the matter is we, uh, we're we going to be working for sure. But yeah, for sure. But Carl and James, they're going to be working. Are they? The turnaround time, the back-end stuff that goes on here, it's, uh, it's like a, a space shot. I mean, we're, everything has to come from space back to Command Central, and that's James and Carl. So mm-hmm. while we're running around looking like it's fun, they're going to make do the work that making us look good. I know that doesn't help them because they're not going to be there, but the, the fact that it remains, it doesn't work unless they're doing it. We got NBA talk coming up, Rob. I, I, I want you yeah. to ponder on, on this question. Biggest all-star snub, Jalen Brown, my buddy, LaMelo Ball, DeJounte Murray. Don't answer. I want you to ponder on that. Jalen Brown, LaMelo Ball, DeJounte Murray. We'll address that and many other things in just about 15 minutes. But first, it is a frigid cold Friday morning, and you need to be wrapped in the warm, fuzzy embrace of headlines. Carl, give him a big headline hug. It's the 411 and the 210. Here's the 411 in the 210. Headline 2. L.A. Clippers Tyron Luz awaits Chris, excuse me, Paul George's MRI, Whoa. and he casts gloom on Kawhi Leonard's return. We know something we don't know. Yeah, I was like, Chris Paul. <laughs> excuse What's me on that one, Paul no, George. And the L.A. Clippers might find out more about whether Paul George will play again this season when he undergoes an MRI on his right elbow on February 24th. But head coach Ty Lue did not sound optimistic about a potential Kawhi Leonard return this season. After the Clippers squeezed out a 111-110 win over the Los Angeles Lakers last night, Lou confirmed that George will have an MRI to determine if the torn UCL ligament in his shooting elbow has improved with time off. George has not played since December 22nd, missing the past 22 games for the Clippers. Kawhi Leonard has been out all season rehabbing a torn ACL suffered in Game 4 of the Clippers' second-round series against the Utah Jazz on June 14th. His quote, we know Kawhi's probably not going to come back, Lou said in the middle of answering a question about how much he's enjoyed coaching this group and has fought without this team's two franchise stars. We don't know the status of PG, but these guys continue to keep fighting every single night. You know, what's funny about that those quotes, Carl, is I remember when there were, there were people were floating it, we've seen Kawhi working out. There's a chance he could be back. Remember, we laughed on this show so hard. Like, dude, there was he. There was never a chance Kawhi and his group, as Pop, you know, labeled them. You got to ask his group. No way his group was going to let him touch the floor this year. And I'm glad Tyron brought that out. Now, PG, the shooting elbow. 
you would I would hope they get him back if they're gonna really make you know make the playoffs and makes a, make a little bit of noise. They're gonna need PG. Like it's fun what Marquise Morris is doing and Reggie Jackson are doing, but when you get to the thick of this, they have no shot without PG. They've got no shot with PG. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about title. I'm talking about just be a be competitive. No, be competitive in a first round matchup. Right. So, no I think title put shot. It really no. Well, uh, twenty seven. Th- th- well, Tyron Lue's done a great job. This team is five hundred, and he can coach. While they're talking about PG for the season, he hadn't played that much anyway. Right. This is. If you look at what they did, I, I, I just pulled up a box score. I wanted to see what the Clippers okay. were. They're five hundred. They're twenty seven and twenty seven. Then I looked mm-hmm. at the recent game against the Lakers, and I pulled up their box. You know, one of, and I, uh, of course, all that matters is how does this affect me? And I'm a Spurs fan, so I think, you know, I watched the Spurs suffer through one misstep after another, and you know, mm-hmm. we're looking for a star. The belief is, you, you we got to get a star, and if we don't have a star, we're not going to win games. This is the, this is the roster the Clippers are winning games with, at least 500 ball with a little bit of PG. But they took the Clippers or the Lakers down with Marcus Morris, Nick Patoon. Serge Ibaka, Reggie Jackson, Amir Coffey, Luke Kennard, Eric Bledsoe, Isaiah Hartenstein, Terrence Mann, and Brandon Boston. Those are the names in the playbook where they won a game against the Lakers. And they're 27-27. and 27. That's not any more talent than the Spurs are rolling out. There's more savvy. There's, There's more, more experience. A veteran understand how to win which is, savvy which and is experience. Huge. But as far yeah. as talent and stardom, oh, it is huge. No. So what I'm what I'm getting at is Spurs do need a star, but you also need that savvy of understanding how to win. So all of you team tank guys know when you add more young talent, you're not adding the understanding to win basketball games. You're you're putting another cartridge into the the weapon, but you look at what a savvy basketball team does. That's a 27 and 27 Tyron Lue coach, Serge Ibaka, Nick Matoon, Marcus Morris team that just goes into an NBA game going, yeah, if it's close, we're going to win because I'm smarter at this than you are. I've done it more often. Well said. Moving on. Headline one. New York Giants deny allegations levied from former Miami Dolphins coach Brian Flores and lay out the timetable of the hiring process. The New York Giants strongly denied any wrongdoing in their interview process with former Miami Dolphins coach Brian Flores and called the allegations against them disturbing and simply false in a second statement released Thursday evening. The Giants laid out a timeline of events' key contention to Flores' interview that was not a sham as he contended his lawsuit against the team and the league earlier this week. They are also adamant that the New England Patriots coach Bill Belichick was providing his opinion and was not told of the decision that the text message behind him and Flores contend they were were made before the Giants coach Brian Dable had his in-person interview with the club. Quote, this allegation that the Giants' decision has been, had been made prior to Friday evening, January 28th, is false, the Giants said in a lengthy statement, what? and the base that the allegation on a text message with Bill Belichick in which he ultimately states that he thinks Brian Dable will get the job is irresponsible. The text exchange occurred the day before Coach Dable's in-person interview even took place. Giants ownership would never hire a head coach based on only 20-minute Zoom interview, which is all that Mr. Dable had at that point. In addition, Mr. Belichick does not speak for and has no affiliation with the Giants. Mr. Belichick's text exchange provides no insight into what actually transpired during our head coaching search. But he got the job. 
He got the job. Yeah. He got the job. So you're lying. He didn't, of course, he didn't know for sure. But he said, hey, I'm hearing from the Bills and the Giants that you're their guy. Congratulations. And what ended up happening? You know, my biggest problem with this, I get the Giants, Denver, and the Dolphins covering their ass because those are heavy allegations. I get it. But you know what I have a problem with? I have a problem with the NFL not releasing a statement saying, while we're looking into the Brian Flores situation, we will admit that there is an issue in the hiring of minority coaches. Like, nobody has yet to admit that. That's my biggest problem. Like, you can't. So, no, so you're you not going to. So, you have to. Like, we're not. Like my, my thing is, now you're pissing on us and telling us it's raining. When there's only one minority. Two. Ron Rivera and Mike Tomlin. You only have two minority coaches. And no one's yet to address that. Like, again, the Giants, Denver, Miami, circle the wagons. I get it. Those are heavy allegations. You're going to defend yourself. But the NFL is supposed to be the godfather, supposed to be the overseer, the overlord. Look, we admit we have a problem. We're going to keep looking into it. We have the Rooney rule and we're going to keep and we're going to do our best to uh, make sure that everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. The fact that y'all haven't said that lets me know that y'all know that this is disgusting. But yeah, oh, we didn't didn't give him the job. They got, but he ended up getting the job. (laughs) That's stupid. (laughs) <laughs> How does Bill Belichick know? What do you mean? You guys, obviously, you were in very close conversation with him. Uh, he knew exactly that you had hired him. The te- you're right. Now, I, as far as what you just said, I, I you are so right. But you can't say that now that you are, you are a litigant. You are now in the process of a lawsuit. <laughs> So anything yeah. you say will now be used against you in a court of law. You're right. So think of it that way. So th- what they ha- what you're saying, yes, they should have said that last Friday. If yeah. you said it last Friday and then the lawsuit arrived on Monday, then everybody goes, yeah, okay, here we sit. But once the lawsuit arrived, once you were served, don't come out and say there's a problem. You're right. Your lawyers are saying, shut the hell up. Go yeah, hide. Don't say anything to anybody. Go hide. Ever. Right. So that that uh, you're unfortunate. You're so right, but it, because it's I giants. think it would temper the situation because it would be calling exactly. You'd be calling it what it is. This is a massive yeah. problem that we have got to address and fix, and it's gonna hurt. It's hilarious, the Giants. He doesn't speak. He doesn't speak for us. Uh, actually, he did. He actually called it. Like, he did. You see what I'm saying? Like they're so powerful and so big. They could look at us and just say stupid stuff like that, and we just like, oh, okay, you're yeah. right. No, he knew. No, it's just raining. Knew. Yeah, whatever. It's just Anyways, rain. Don't pay any attention go. to it. It's just rain. Moving on. Mm. Headline zero. Texas salesman Matrix Smack places a $4.5 million bet on Cincinnati Bengals to spring Super Bowl 56 upset. Jim Mattress Mac McInville, the Houston furniture salesman known to place giant hedge bets, has done it again, this time with the biggest single wager he's ever placed. On Thursday, McInville drove across the Texas border to Louisiana, pulled over at a gas station, logged on to his mobile betting account with Caesars Sportsbook, and placed a $40.5 million in bets on the underdog Cincinnati at plus 170 odds to upset the favored Los Angeles Rams in Super Bowl 56. 
If the Bengals spring the upset, the bet could be could net $7.7 million. Quote, I had to make like $2,200,000 bets to make it work, Mac told ESPN on Thursday night. But I want to thank Caesars for taking it. Um, so he took the money line. He took them to win outright. The bets like that change, can change and, sw- and, and swing the line, from what I'm told. I'm not the gambling expert, but, I mean, he stays in the news. Dude's got money to play with, I guess. Now, doesn't he tie these bets to some sort of furniture promotion? Mm-hmm. If he wins, the, at, like, if, if he wins the bet, uh, he has big discounts on his furniture. But I thought that was only for the Strohs. I didn't hear that with this one. I, I believe it's on the Super Bowl every well, year, and if I'm the curious. Astros are in the oh, World okay. Series and such, or are okay. playing in the playoffs, maybe. Okay. So, so why is it public? Why is he doing this? Uh, it's a branding, marketing uh, thing that he always does for his mattress company in Houston yeah, and furniture store in general. In Houston, this is a big deal every year. Everyone knows Mattress Mac in Houston. No, this is well, this yeah, is promotion. I know him here, I mean, we all know him. This, this is promotion for his company. Know him more. Well, I, we're so talking it, about it's him. promotion for his company, and he, yeah, but yes, but it also is kind of the move of a degenerate gambler. It is a little concerning. <laughs> I won't. I won't tell you that. I, I'm not a little I mean, surprised by that. You know, you read the back of your gambling slip, and it kind of describes Mattress Mac. You might have a problem, bro. And when you have to do um, when you have to you do twenty, it, you don't got a problem. Yeah, when you have to do twenty two hundred thousand dollar bets, you have a. It's like, come on, bro. Like, you really need to get to four point five that bad to where you're gonna do twenty two hundred thousand transactions. Whatever, Caesars is like, we'll take your money. It'll be comp there yeah, for we'll a take, while. <laughs> We'd like to thank Caesars. No, no, no. We'd like to thank you. So you Caesars, just the underdog on the money line. C- Caesars Sportsbook actually uh, tweeted out the return of the Mac for the Super Bowl. At Masters See? Mac wagered $4.5 million on hashtag Caesars Sportsbook app in Louisiana on the Bengals. Potential winning 7.7. It marks the single biggest mobile wager of all time. I emoji. And hashtags and all the emoji stuff. <laughs> It's the thing about it. You got to be legit. Man. You have to be legit because the little Netflix special I watched, where the Arizona State gambling scandal, when the kid guy from Chicago was placing those bets, when he was trying to bet a million, he would having to go to different sports books. Like yeah. that, you got to be known. Like you can't just Carl Shoney can't show up to Caesars with four point five and they take it. Like mattress, they know him. You know what I mean? Like, if you tried to do that, Carl, you probably have to split it up between about 10 to 15 casinos mm. if you wanted to do that. Because they were like, like oh, we don't know where the money brought. came from. Right. Exactly. So, just just a little. Well, you'd have to pay taxes tidbit. on it, too. And I guess Mac's not too afraid of moving money instead of carrying cash in a briefcase. Rich people know how to get around taxes. That's the 411 and a 2-1-up. For the little people. Uh, last night, after I had my nice and filling warm bowl of soup on a cold night, I uh, turn on Channel 4, and the Olympics are on. Oh. Just the what? on. I knew they were coming. The Olympics were on last night. I saw mogul skiing. Saw a little bit of ice skating. I didn't. I knew it was coming, but I didn't know it was here. Tonight is, are the opening ceremonies. The Olympics are here. Anybody know it? Does anybody care? I'm not Seriously, does that? When you're, oh, the Olympics, did you go, oh, yeah, 
I can't wait to watch that. Or did you go, oh, Olympics. I don't know, man. It, they're here, but they're not here. We're going to talk about it at 745, but coming back, Spurs played last night, or did they? They went down to the heat with uh, basically their version of a G League squad. Maybe the best news we can bring out about the loss last night was maybe, maybe, just maybe, Derek White came out of his shooting slump. He was the only bright spot of what was a very bad evening for the Spurs. They get the Rockets tonight. Carolina Teague will be with us about 830, but let's look at the Spurs uh, coming back in the rest of the NBA. Lots to talk about, and it won't be any fun unless you hang around with us. That's R&R. He's Rudy. I'm Rob, and you're on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 at 103.3 FM. It's R&R. It's Friday. It's cold. Did you know that this is this storm has a name? This is Winter Storm Landon. What's the what's the Landon? File that away. Landon? <laughs> I don't know. It's Landon. Oh. This is we're in the midst of uh, Winter no, Storm Landon. No, I didn't Landon. know that. I did not know I that. I didn't know that either. I was just reading a winter a a, uh, a headline off of the Weather Channel. I was looking at oh. the uh, temperature here on the Weather Channel, and they had a story about uh, what happened in Kerrville overnight. A bunch of cars got stuck on the highway. Oh, really? Was it because of ice, or yeah. what What happened? Okay. Yeah, it was because of ice. I mean, it happens in Kerrville fairly often. You know, those there's a couple of those pretty steep hills that the trucks just either can't get up or, or start sliding down the other side. So, Ooh. you know, there, there's lots of cars stuck. That's scary. But the hill country the, the, gets the a little different. Is, yeah, Landon. it does. Um, Landon. I remember where I was in Landon. I don't think we'll ever look at winter storms like hurricanes. I know it's a worthy try. No. But it's totally different. I mean, it still causes problems, but, I mean, hurricanes are, are hurricanes. You know? I just never understood Landon. how they decide what the name's going to be. I guess Landon needed some pub. Landon is not a threatening name by any stretch gotta of the be imagination. A, there's got to be a science to the naming. Like the next one, probably we've got name uh, a couple of cash in. contests working for you. You guys Let's sitting on Friday thinking, yeah, I, it's it's a uh, um, everybody needs a little bit of squalor, a little bit of cash. New Year's, new cash. We got uh, if you're a couple, you got cash to be won there. Go to sasportstar.com. It's always there. Uh, make sure your proofs there on the regular. Your headlines are up there. You can listen live right there. Uh, if you're out and about, our audio vault is there. Brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. Our individual show pages are there. What I'm saying is. Uh, Go to sasportstar.com as a favor to Rudy. And to mm-hmm. me, too. And to Carl. But really for, we for get, Rudy. We get graded on that. We <laughs> I do. like when you say that. We get graded on that. Go uh, to SA Sports Star. Help us out. <laughs> help a brother out. The uh, Love real. and Happiness Tour is coming. Uh, we got some tickets to give away. When you hear the Reverend start singing about love and happiness, you know you need to get on the phone. It's going to happen in the next hour, hour and a half. So I'm not going to give you too much. I want you to hang around with us. And when you hear it, uh, this will be your last chance to win tickets. No, to don't go tell see them. The don't Happiness. tell them anything, Rob. They got to listen to the whole show. If you want to go to the saying, concert so. that bad, then stay over here. Dang it! It's just a part of it. If not, someone else uh, will tell you Sorry. when. And when you do, when you hear the sound, I want you to be calling number five. Number five. Uh, we'll get to go see on us the Love and Happiness show. If you don't win the tickets from us, go to Ticketmaster.com to get your tickets. So last night I tuned into the game that had been moved up a little bit due to the icy snow and all of that. 
Um, it was weird. It looked like a bubble game. There yeah, was nobody no one, really went. By the angle of the camera, at one point in the stands, you saw like two people. Mm-hmm. It was bad. Which, I mean, and I guess that was because of one – Everybody was already at home, comfortable. It was super cold. And then, two, you just don't know how the roads are. Three, it's like, ah, you know, it's regular season. It's not even all-star break yet. The team isn't playing that well. Accompanied with the weather, it's just one of those games where, you know what, I'm, and then they moved it up. That 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 played a part in it, too. Like, if you don't get oh, off absolutely. until 5, you don't get off until 5, you're supposed to go home, get the kids situated. Like, there was a lot that went into that crowd looking in the way it did yesterday. And, and you knew full well that the weather was going to be worse the later it went. So it might have been exactly. okay getting there. You didn't know what it was going to be like. And I'm not blaming anybody for not being there. No, I, hell I'm no. just saying it was strange to see it. Yeah, with, that's the worst it's been there. this season for sure. A lot of people like to say, oh, there's attendance issues. No, if, if if it looked like that all the time, that would be attendance issues. The Spurs don't have attendance issues. Everybody's dealing with attendance issues. I mean, where everything costs ten thousand dollars to go and do nowadays. It's tough. But that is what attendance issues look like. That's what Detroit looks like most nights. You know what I mean? We don't have attendance issues here. You know, you look at the game last night, and I, I try to pull out. First of all, they were playing with their hands tied behind their back. We didn't have players. Mm-hmm. But so was Golden So was Golden State. So that doesn't matter. You lose your excuse. You were playing at home. But mm-hmm. Miami utilized last night as a, hey, get back together kind of game. Everybody played. Even Kyle Lowry didn't play well, but he played. Bam yeah, I didn't played. think he was going to play yesterday. He didn't end up. He ended up playing. Bam, Jimmy, everybody. Everybody got in there. Tyler Hero was uh, a hero. Twenty-four points last night. Took twenty shots. Hit eleven. He up. has game. He has the kid no, has no, game. No question. He has game, man. I no mean, question. He really, again, I, that's what I said yesterday. These Kentucky dudes, they most of them are special, man. And, you know, the the main one we forget about is Anthony Davis. You know, he's the, probably the head of the snake. But a lot of these young Kentucky boys are the real deal. Spurs uh, shot 38 free throws last night. Damn, Miami's hack attack or what? That's a lot. We put, That's a lot of free throws. It's a ridiculous number. Miami only shot 18. Yeah, Miami, they must have been playing overly aggressive. Because I watched the game. It didn't feel like the Spurs shot 38 free throws. 27 to 38. That's a lot of free throws to lose. Herky-jerky game. The takeaway last night, Derek White gives 21 minutes, goes 7-11 from the floor, was was uh, aggressive offensively, obviously. Got to the rim, took a couple of free throws. Uh, maybe that's the change that we've been waiting for. Uh, Derek just hadn't played well lately. And maybe with the absence of everybody else, he had to take a – a little bit of or of a, a dominant role. It's not like it helped the team, but it maybe helped him to be a little bit more of a threat. No, I know what you mean. It's one of those to kind of get out of your funk. So hopefully that's the case because, again, next Wednesday, they start out on the rodeo road trip. They start out in Cleveland, which we all know Cleveland is a really, really good basketball team. And for this particular Spurs team, this is going to be a tough rodeo road trip. You know, this is one where in the past I'd be like, oh, they probably go 7-1, and 8-1. But with this particular team being as young as they are, dealing with injuries, who knows how this turns out. But, I mean, they have what? What's today? Wednesday? What's today? Friday? We got a few days off Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. We got five days off to get get your mind, get everybody back healthy, get a few practices in, and uh, hopefully have a good showing on the rodeo road trip after 
tonight's game. And you probably want to start off the rodeo road trip with a win tonight against the Rockets. Now I don't know I don't know DeJounte's status. I don't know Jakob's status, but it'd be good to start the trip off with, you know, have a win before you get ready, you know, to go on this rodeo road trip with five days off. You don't want a, a losing streak going into the rodeo road trip. Spurs set at nineteen and thirty-four. Uh, they're three and seven in their last ten. Uh, how far is he from Lenny, three. Carl? Lenny's how many? Because he got to get to twenty-six for the record. How many is I he for you, number, number two? Yeah, I believe it's only we're, three we're, at this point. Maybe four. Yeah. I'll have to double check. No, that's worries. just to Lenny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just talking about number two, Carl. Before and, and then he only needs three more after that. Because so, I think it's uh, 1335 and 1332, and Pop okay. needs to get 1336 to have the record. Okay. One of the things we know about this team is when they get time to practice, it is normally reflected in the games. When Pop gets an opportunity to really run them through a typical NBA full workout, a two-hour, you know, full-in workout where you leave needing a shower, which it doesn't happen very often in the NBA. You just it's tough. don't have the time. No. So what has traditionally been, and, the, and what has been a gift from the NBA, is they get a little bit of time to practice, and they hit the road for their traditional road trip. And I, I called it earlier, and I think I've been wrong, but I'm still going to withhold on this. I do think that the talk of them turning things around, last night I don't count because we're missing two starters and three significant players. McDermott didn't play either. Um I still think they were close. And I think if they can get five days of practice in and a little bit of work and a resolute attitude about us against the world when they hit the road, which is typical, that they will get there. Maybe Derek turning it will get them better. I'm not about losing a bunch of games. I'm also not about winning a bunch of games either. But I do think that they're primed to do that. At least I did a week ago today. But the last three or four days have been so remarkably disheartening. I don't know what I would do tonight if I'm pop. I know i got five days in front of me. I, I, I'm not going to the playoffs, and it's going to be tough for me even to get to that 10 seed right now. It's only a couple well, of wins. It feels uh, that, but it feels a mile away. Yeah. We'll see, man. I wouldn't rush anybody Got back lot five days into. off. Yeah, I know. Whoever sat last night, I'd sit them again tonight and get ready for Cleveland Wednesday. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. I mean, let, let's get them right. We'll be right back. This is r in the morning, and you're on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Had to make a quick pit stop yesterday to Texas Cheer Liquor. I get a text from Menix. I don't remember. Sometime yesterday. I, no. What was yesterday? Wednesday? Yeah. No. No, yesterday was Thursday. So Wednesday night, get a text from Jason. Hey, can you go and pick up a couple bottles for me from Texas Cheer? Me and Joe made an order for some Blantons. So I had to get out in the freezing cold, risk my life to go and get Joe and Jason's Blanton bottles for them. But no, no. All kidding aside. It was just around the corner from my house. So I got two Blanton bottles staring at me dead in the face. You can't find this stuff. Texas Cheer Liquor has it as of now, but you got to hurry up and get there because it doesn't really last long. Um, four different locations of Texas Cheer Liquor. Two of them are Petrenko. One is at Highway 90 in Montgomery. The fourth is at the Palo Alto exit of the Patron Plaza right next to Walmart. And like I said, as of right now, the Blantons has landed. How long will it be there? Not long. So if you want to, you know, Assure you get yourself a bottle. You need to call over there and make sure they do have it at said location, whichever one you're calling. And if they say yes, get in your car and get over there. 
if it's safe. I don't want you risking life for no blends, but if it's safe, roads are clear, you know, you, you look it up on your phone and everything's clear, head over there and, and go and knock those out. Uh, they have the beer, they have the wine, they have the liquor, they have cigars. And if you're good at getting ready for the big game and you really want to show off to your friends and your family about the, for the big game, they also have the 8-gallon and the 16-gallon kegs. This way, you don't have a whole bunch of cans all laying all around the house. Just get the keg, get the pump, and you're ready to rumble, you're ready to roll. And uh, don't forget, February 17th, the Blitz will be at Texas Cheer Liquor number 3. That's Texas Cheer Liquor number 3 of Highway 90 in Montgomery. So if you haven't had a chance to meet Joe and Jason, there's an opportunity for you. They'll be out there February 17th, 4 to 7. Shout out to Texas Cheer Liquor for being one of our sponsors for the big game coverage brought to you by Texas Cheer Liquor. So go to the app, go to the website, go and check them out. Again, the Blantons have landed. Go to TexasCheerLiquor.com and give them a look. The Rams, the Bengals, four quarters away from a championship. We will raise Lombardi's trophy. Coverage starts Monday morning at 7 from L.A. Presented by A.A. Best Bell Bonds, Nearside App, and Texas Cheer Liquor. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. Mother's Window Tent, your car stereo, and Auto Security Headquarters has discounts piled to the ceiling. That's right, every store, Austin and San Antonio, and especially the Bandera Road Store in San Antonio, has discounts on everything. Car stereos, car alarms, and especially the window tent you want. Dark, dark, dark window tint. Also, make your car go thump, 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 mother thump with new subwoofers and an amplifier. That's right. We can even hook it up to your existing factory car stereo. Get to Mother's Window Tint today. Check us out online at motherswindowtint.com. Or give us a like and a follow on Facebook. Tell your friends. Come on in. We've got those discounts stacked to the ceiling at Mother's Window Tint. Remember... Do it at Mother's and Save! Got a party of ten coming in. We need to flip those two tables. Leah's restaurant is fully booked night after night. Section 3 is still behind. She no longer has reservations about finally finding a hostess. Why doesn't 23 have menus? Oh, those are in my hand. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Ray Maliazzi here. I'd like to carry more parts at my shop, but I just don't have the room. Every time I go in the back to get wiper blades, I trip over a dusty crate of Honda air filters, then bang my head on some GTO radiator hoses ebay motors never has that problem they stock all the right parts at the right prices 122 million of them with everything from new headlights to vintage gear shifters i can't imagine being able to stock 122 million parts i mean where would i get all those shelves ebay motors let's ride the rams the Bengals. we've got you covered all week long live from los angeles Coverage starts Monday morning at 7 from L.A. Powered by A.A. Best Bell Bonds, Nearside App, and Texas Cheer Liquor. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. Hey, this is Michael Jimenez. Have lunch with me on Halftime today at noon. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. It's r the Friday edition. Checked out is the term I see. 
for those that are watching us live. One hour He's down. Reed J. I'm Rob Thompson. Carl Schoening. One hour down, two left before uh, we head off to L.A. I, I believe our flight's at like 2 o'clock on Sunday. Not a bad. 2.40. Two Not 40. a bad way to head out. Over. 2.40? Yep. We hit the ground running Monday like morning. 6, though. He, he goes his own route. He don't leave till like 6. Oh, yeah. So he leaves us to carry all the gear. That's actually a yeah. bad move. It's actually smart. What do you think? I don't know how he's going to get to the airport to us. <laughs> That's going to have to Uber you and Jason. So last night I'm, I'm, I'm turning, I'm flipping through channels and I I see the uh, Olympics are on, and I was kind of saddened by the fact that they were on. I didn't realize they were on, and I I knew that they were near. Mm-hmm. But I also knew it was weird that the Super Bowl was right in the middle, and NBC is is broadcasting the game. It's Rico's having to do back and forth kind of work. And then this morning you were talking about most of the 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 call of the of the games are going to be gone done like we've done during COVID. Is the announcers are going to be up in Connecticut at the yeah, ESPN man. headquarters, I guess, utilizing that. That's t- I mean. You know, there's remote broadcast. I mean, you know, there's like not being there. I know, you know, Carla's no Sean and Bill are not at the games on the road, but the Olympics to get the real feel and the pageantry, like the Olympics is different. Like it's supposed to mean something. It's supposed to be a big deal. And you know, if you're vax boosted, you know, whatever the case may be, negative test. Why don't you have your people there in order to, like, this is the Olympics. It's the Winter Olympics, but it's still the Olympics. I would think you need your people there. I think, you know, I don't know. Well, I we think can't that, get... And Bob Costas isn't too happy about it, and I and I kind of feel him like, look, if we're going to do it, let's do it. I don't think you can half-ass the Olympics and have it and have people give a darn. We have gone both sides, the full spectrum. When I was in high school, we boycotted the Moscow Olympics in 1980. And I think right. anybody that was involved or anybody who remembers just the devastation for the U.S. Olympic movement, it was awful. It, it, and the repercussions were such, I think anybody that was part of that said, no matter what, no matter the situation, we are never going to miss it again. But, mm-hmm. we, you know, times do change. And I'm not saying we should have boycotted this one, but there is the backdrop of politics, and it just feels a little icky right now. Now, I hope that we get some traction. I do want to. I can't wait to see my favorite, the luge and the bobsled and all that kind of stuff. It's coming, and I hope that stirs something in me. But last night it just felt like, oh, wow, skiing on a Thursday night. How interesting is that? Next, and moved on. Yeah, it, it seems like when um... – <laughs> When you're go, you go out, but you don't want anyone to know you're out, so you don't post about it. You're like, hey, no social. I'm not here. That's how it feels like we're doing with the. That's how it feels like the U.S. is doing with these Olympics. Like we're gonna go, right? It's exactly. But let's right. not t- let's not tell anybody we're here. We're not because we really shouldn't be here. So let's just keep it to a minimum. We're gonna keep it to a minimum with our social and our coverage of this because. It's kind of embarrassing that we're here. That's what I feel like. Because I've gone out some nights and I'm like, I was supposed to do something with two, three other couples. I dissed them <laughs> and told them I was staying home. So, babe, let's not post. <laughs> so that's, it feels like the USA has had a party, but they're hiding. 
<laughs> you know what we're I there, mean? but we're not enjoying it. <laughs> we're, not I mean, exactly. we're not happy to be here, but we're here. Like, so if hey, you want to pay a little bit of attention, that's okay. But we're not going to call any attention to we'll ourselves. Hey, coming back, this is oh, uh, very damn, rarely like, do okay. we crowdsource our morning crew. Uh, mm-hmm. Our morning crew. I got. I didn't see the skills competition. If you saw it, get on the phone. The Keel Boston Bacon phone line six five six three seven seven six six five six ESPN. I need someone to explain to me how Micah Parsons is now the fastest player in the NFL. How, how did that occur? And what other wacky hijinks went on yesterday in the skills competition? Because it must have been interesting. Hey, we'll talk about that next. Carolina Teague joins us as we prep for the Rockets tonight. And, of course, we got a big game in L.A. next week that we're talking about. R&R in the morning continues. You're on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Uh. Rob Thompson, Rudy J. Uh. R&R in the morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. Wake it up, stop yawning. It, it is R and R in the morning. We made it to Friday, a, a frigid Friday. I got an ice sculpture in my backyard. I don't know about you guys. You sent me the picture, dude. And this is the thing. like You did it on purpose. I thought it was an accident. You did it on purpose just to see what it would look like, didn't you? Well, it's a way for me to ensure that my I have an your water's running pipe. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so I just turn that water on, and it uh, keeps it flowing, and uh, turns into pretty sculpture. The next it day. is pretty nice. One of oh, them looks like a 19 snake. Nineteen degrees out here this morning. Yeah, it's freezing. <laughs> yeah. Man. Nineteen degrees and and a bunch of sagging trees uh, going on. But uh, you got some work to do before you leave. Sixties by. Oh, I think so. I'm a, I need to get up to the studio today, and I, I think there's a branch. My my father, we we shared the same drive in, and uh, yeah. said yesterday that there was a branch hanging so low that it rubbed the top of his car. So uh, I I don't want the top of my car rubbed. So I have to walk down there to see what that looks like before hey. I head out of here this morning. Hey, you know it's funny, Rob. You 55 years old, but that's still dad, and that was dad's way of telling you. To- Go get that taken care of. Get down there, get that fixed. Yeah, <laughs> you exactly know what, what I mean. Was. Like that's still my dad. I don't care how old yeah. I am. That's still yeah. dad, and that right. dad let you know. Hey, go get that bleep taken care of, son. <laughs> yeah, go get that thing. I don't want to have to deal with that again. Exactly. So, he also knew that I would be the the next one to have to get out. <laughs> so, <laughs> for me to leave, I might have to fix that. I hope it hadn't fallen because. That might be a that big one. I hope you guys stayed safe and warm last night. Turned the corner, and, and we survived uh, Winter Storm Landon. Landon. Yesterday, the Spurs got moved up. Uh, yep. Six o'clock tip, you know, ice and all that. And it was a rescheduled game anyway. Uh, the, you know, it, it, the ice day was weird for me. I'd been home all day. And quite frankly, I forgot that the NFL's uh, Pro Bowl Man. skills competition was broadcast last night and missed all of it. For those that remembered, that were smarter than me, please call. Uh, our Kia Bossa Bacon phone lines are 656-3776, 656-ESPN if you like the alphabet. Um, if you saw, just call in. I- I'm sure I could probably find something at some point during the day to explain to me exactly what occurred in this thing. It looks like the Cowboys were highlighted. Trayvon got an award. Uh, Micah Parsons won something. Micah Parsons is the Butkus Award winner. Uh, the best wow. linebacker football kind of guy. So, um, uh, and a very fast football player, evidently. Yeah, I saw a dodgeball come. To, and again, this is me catching highlights later on. Justin Jefferson won the dodgeball. I want to say, 
the the catch Diggs had, uh, he jumped in the air, opens his legs, puts his right arm behind his leg while they're open and catches it one-handed. And they're landing on this, like, big, soft mattress. So it was pretty cool. He so they're trying to come up with essentially like a dunk competition right. for wide receivers. Catches. Fancy yes. catches. I got you. Uh, so Jeremy Green um, comes in on our YouTube uh, channel. Tyreek Hill didn't run hard at all. Chubb and Parsons were talking trash to each other as they all went out. Okay, well, I understand that. But why was Micah Parsons even in the race? And it was like 45 degrees. They were outside. Because he no was there. Why they didn't do it in the Raiders stadium. Well, I mean, you got to remember, like, this is new to him. He's a rookie. He's a rookie. Like, Yeah, but if you're looking – but if I'm the NFL and I'm going, we're going to have a skills competition, I want to find the best trick catcher. I want to find the best needle threader, the best uh, thrower, and the fastest. I go find the best catchers that I've seen, the best passers I've seen, and the fastest guys I've seen. I've seen Mark and Micah Parsons play. He's fast, but he ain't Tyreek. Tyre. Well, no, the real fast guys don't want to do it. That means everybody. That means the rip. Trust me, Rob. They thought what you thought. They went and asked the fastest guys, and most of them said, "Bro, I'm good." <laughs> you know what I mean? Michael was like, "I'll do yeah, it." There is that. You know what I mean? Like he's new, he's fresh. You know, Justin Jefferson, young. Uh, Trayvon Diggs, young. Like most of the guys you see, and then you know Tyreek Hill, who's a vet. He's out there jogging. He's like, I got nothing to prove. I know I'm faster than all you guys. Like, if it would have been somebody worthy of his competition, Tyreek probably would have laced him up. But nobody was there for well, worthy yeah, of, his, of his of his speed. I'm sorry. I, I, you're, you're right. I, I think I approached this the wrong way because this mm-hmm. is just amongst the pro bowlers that are there. So he had a pretty limited pool. Maybe we yeah. should have just a – during the pro bowl, don't have the pro bowl guys do it unless they want to. Go find me three dudes I don't know. Maybe make a name for themselves. Let's find some fast. Let's who is truly the fastest guy that I don't know. Maybe it ain't Tyree Kill. I already know he's fast. Shoot, I saw it two weeks ago. The dude's fast. But I would like Super. to see. Um, maybe find somebody else out there. Maybe that's my problem with what I saw. Micah Parsons now the fastest guy in the NFL. But it looks like yeah. Cowboys acquitted themselves well. Yeah, they did. I mean. I walked away with two awards, probably walk away with more. I think Mike is probably going to get the defensive rookie of the year, right? If not Trayvon, I mean, you could give it to either one of them. Trayvon with 12 picks, but it looks like it's going to be Parsons. So the awards haven't, the awards aren't going to stop is what I'm trying to say. It's one of those situations where the, uh, you're happy for your team if you're Jerry, but it just goes to show how painful this is because damn, we're good enough be there you guys are winning awards for being the bestest and the fastest and all this and we're watching this game and you guys had every bit of talent to be there it's been proven yet again it's it's gotta hurt just a little bit yeah what were the quarterbacks there there was russell wilson there i thought i saw him throwing dude i didn't uh, again, I'll, I'll, was he throwing i have no idea i didn't see any of the quarterback highlights i just saw the race i saw the dodgeball and i saw the catch i didn't see any of the qb stuff i I don't think we – Yeah, I asked for people to call it. I don't think anybody else saw this thing either. No. I'm not – I don't know when it was on. No. And if the East-West game was on the NFL Network, which I didn't couldn't find, was it on ESPN? Was the skills competition on ESPN, or was that also on the NFL Network? Because yeah. I never saw it. This I is, hate that I missed it. This is the week you catch up on the show. Did they have the show. helicopter ball drop? 
No. Did they have where they dropped the ball like Braun? I saw that. that. Yeah, I've seen that before. The helicopter the last couple years. Yeah. That was actually pretty cool. Did they do that again? I I have so many questions and nobody out there saw it to answer it. So if you did, you, use your socials. Dude. Let us know. Did they do the helicopter ball drop? Because that was everybody actually kind was, of an interesting thing to watch. No, everybody. Everybody was catching up on their Netflix, Rob. Like these two weeks, you catch up on your Netflix See, before the Super Jay's Bowl. The same way. No I'm one wanted to get hurt. No one to get popped yeah. on the trampoline. And I'm 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 catching up on new series as well. And I it, did a little bit of that. And it looks like the NFL skills competition was on ESPN. It was on ESPN. Again, I had no idea. I I didn't. I didn't I, again, I haven't been keeping. I'm not a Winter Olympic guy to begin with. This year feels like it's even more secretive. I had no idea about the skills competition. I was I watched the Spurs game, and then when they went down 20, I was like, I've seen enough. I got upset, and then I started watching YouTube murder thrillers with my 13-year-old. Was, I don't even know what the hell she was watching. It's weird. So that was my, my sports. My sports last night was the Spurs, and I watched up until they got down by 20, and then I checked out. ESPN. 8. Don't forget the Spurs go off again tonight. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think any of us expect a time change, but mm. we saw it yesterday. No, I don't think it will now, be today. I think it was because it was a rescheduled game. TV really wasn't to play a big role in that. So I expect seven thirty tip, but you might want to pay attention. Now to this is one of those days where people could make fun of us. Like if we decide not to drive anywhere today, like people could make fun of us. Like there's no reason not to drive today. Like, the Northeasters right. can make fun of us today. Like, really? Y'all just can't drive just because it's freezing cold? Like, come on, Texas. You know, this is one of those. Like, yesterday, screw you Northeasterners. Like, we, it was it was, it was, was icy out there. But today, there's no reason we can't move around a bit. So I don't think they should change the game time today. If today's temperature was combined with yesterday's weather, it would have been really bad. But today was right. very dry, and nobody was on the roads because Texans just assumed, you know what, two days off just in case. <laughs> Dude, because when my we got the email from my daughter's school, I'm sitting there, you know, my wife and I, we chopping it up or whatever, or pretty probably arguing, probably making fun of each other. Um, and she's like, "There's no school tomorrow." I'm like, "Why?" And we both look at the weather, and we see no rain. <laughs> We're like, "Why is there no school tomorrow?" He's like, "I don't know." It's I like these teachers are tired yeah. of these badass kids. It's COVID, and let's just keep let's just keep the party going till Monday. <laughs> We don't really have a good Sometimes reason to just take what's called mental health days. This yes, was a mental they health need it. day for the entire district. Just one more day, teachers, just to get that battery recharged and continue counting down till June the sixth or whatever day that is. So I don't blame it, dude. Off. These teachers need more than days off than they get now, so I'm all for it. And Rudolph and they says nothing melted. Yeah. It was twenty degrees. There's that. There's that too. No, you're right. Nothing melted, but there's nothing new. We didn't get anything new to add to what we had already seen frozen. So, you know, it, I know that the flyways are all, are all closed down, but really we have no excuse not to be there. And I don't think they're going to move the game to 730. But with that being said, they very well could do it. But so make sure you're paying attention if they do move it back. Uh, we'll have it for you. Make sure you're following us, a sports star on Twitter and, uh, it, uh, and hitting our Facebooks and, and everything else. If news does happen, we may do our very best to break it as we are about to do right now. Let's get Carl fully Let's do actualized it. Actualized with the 411 in the 210. Here's the 411 in the 210. Headline 2. 
Ah, it's like the girl you wanted to marry, but it only what? ended up being a fun fling. Jacksonville wow. Jaguars hired Doug Peterson as the head coach. Doug Peterson, who won a Super Bowl with Philadelphia, mind you, has been hired as the new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, the team announced Thursday. The hiring comes 49 days after the team fired Urban Meyer and 35 days after Peterson first interviewed with the Jaguars. Peterson spent the 2021 season out of football, but he was the first head coaching candidate the Jaguars interviewed. That was on December 30th, and the Jaguars brought him back for a second interview Tuesday. Peterson went 42-37-1 and 37 and, one and made three playoff appearances in five seasons in Philadelphia from 2016 to 2020. The Eagles drafted quarterback Carson Wentz second overall and went 7-9 in Peterson's first season, but they went 13-3 in 2017, survived the loss of Wentz late in the season when backup quarterback Nick Foles got hurt and beat the New England Patriots 41-33 in Super Bowl 52. Um... You know what? I, you, this one shocked me, Carl, only because I thought that Peterson would want to take a job with a team that was closer. When you've tasted the Super Bowl, I didn't know if he was going to be in the rebuilding business. But this also tells me that maybe those teams that are closer were going in a different direction than him. Well, and it, he had to take, and he had to take what was left. I don't know. I, it kind of shocked me that he took this job. Well, remember, he was the one who picked up the shambles of the Chip Kelly era in Philadelphia, and they went all in on this, Carson it? Wentz. It but was, it wasn't this, was it? It wasn't uh, what the Jaguars you know, are. You know, Chip Kelly left a really bad taste in everybody's Kinda mouth was. at the end of it. It, it, it was He was getting accused of being like a racist by the end of it, which he's you know been able to survive going back to college football. But it was pretty bad when Peterson took over the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Oh, he had that issue with Riley, that wide receiver. Uh, well, he got it was Riley Cooper. He kept him on the team. Yeah, Riley Cooper was at a concert yeah, screaming the N word, and they kept him on the team. Yes. And remember, he got yeah, rid of uh, was it McCoy? He got rid of like every good player that had a voice in the locker room. Deshaun, uh, you know, the, there was like a Chip. Chip Kelly had like a weird thing come out during that whole Deshaun thing that he might be. Deshaun might be affiliated with some kind of gang murder in L.A., and that was sort yeah. of like the you know cause to release yeah, him, you know, guilty before proven innocent kind of thing. So there were just a lot of people who Chip Kelly rubbed the wrong way. He fired a longtime uh, head coach assistant who had been there since like the 70s, and the first thing he did was got her oh, out gosh. of there. So when Peterson won the Super Bowl, they not only brought her back, but they gave her a Super Bowl ring too. Nice. Yeah, it was great. You know, I, of all the hires, um, Peterson makes the most sense here. I think you're right. I think, you know, you wonder why Chicago didn't maybe talk a little or bit anybody, more with him. Or anybody, yeah. But, uh, but going to, I think, you get the feeling that when Sean, the Khan, the, the owner of the, the, the Jaguars, brought him in, it was a breath of fresh air. Like, oh, my goodness, this is a real NFL coach. You know, This is what they needed. This, urban this stuff, is what I, they needed. Oh, yeah. It seems like a really good fit. I know the happiest guy in Jacksonville has got to be Golden Boy. Trevor's got to be happy. He's got to have a quarterback oh, that really is going to be able to capitalize on him. Because look at what Wentz has been since Peterson left. Yeah. And Tim Tebow won't be at camp. Nick Foles will never be the same without <laughs> Doug Peterson. <laughs> yeah, I see. Isn't he a Jaguar? Moving on. Where is he? I think he's a Jaguar. I thought he was a bear. Was he not on Chicago's roster this oh, year? Oh, he was a bear. You're right. It was a bear. You're right.
headlines. Try to forget. Selective memory. <laughs> New allegations levied against Washington Commanders owner Dan Snyder at hearing before Congressional Committee as new allegations of sexual harassment emerged Thursday about Washington oh, Commanders God. team owner Daniel Snyder during a Congressional Roundtable investigating the team's, quote, toxic workplace, end quote, and what some members of Congress are calling the NFL's cover-up. Tiffany Johnston, a former marketing and events coordinator for the team, told a congressional committee that she was strategically placed next to Snyder at work dinner, not to discuss business, but to allow him, Dan Snyder, to place his hand on my thigh under the table, is her quote. I learned that job survival meant that I should continue my conversation with another co-worker rather than call Dan Snyder out right then at that moment, Johnston continued. I also learned later that evening how to awkwardly laugh when Dan Snyder aggressively pushed me in towards his limo with his hand on my lower back, encouraging me to ride with him to my car. I learned how to continue to say no, even though the situation was getting more awkward, uncomfortable, and physical. I learned that the only reason Dan Snyder removed his hand from my back and stopped pushing me towards his limo was because his attorney intervened and said, Dan, Dan, this is a bad idea, very bad idea, Dan. I learned that I should remove myself from Dan's grip while his attorney was distracting him. Um... First of all, Carl, cheers to you for getting Commanders right twice in that story. Cheers to you for that. Oh, I mean, it's only been a couple of days. Um, I, Rob, I, and one, I'm one going to get this one to you, Rob. And one last note, because I, I had this uh, down one page on accident. In an emailed statement from the team, Snyder apologized again for past misconduct that took place in his organization, but denied the new allegations. I Rob, did, but I wouldn't do it again. No low contender. I man, Rob. Been, I'm gonna give this one to this you. This has been festering for years. I mean, this has been going on for a long time. He's still got his franchise. I don't think they're gonna take it from him. Uh, I'm not sure what's gonna happen with Stephen Ross with these allegations of game fixing. But I, I don't know. At some point, Siders either gonna have to get in trouble or not. They've just. He's moved the ownership to his wife. He's done this stuff to kind of protect the franchise if he gets it. I don't know what's going on. But I don't know what else the NFL can do to him other than take the franchise. I don't think that's going to happen or force him to sell. They forced Carolina Kramer to sell for some weird sexual harassment allegations. So maybe this is the last straw. But it feels like we've been down this road with the Washington football team, now commanders, before and nothing happened. It's hard on both sides for he said, she said. It's hard on the female. It's hard on the male, you know, because both both are wrong sometimes. But sometimes there's a there's a chance that Daniel said did everything she said, and then there's the cases where you know that she's there she's lying. So it's both it's hard on both sides. That's why I don't know if you can take his team on a he said, she said. Now if there's eyewitnesses that think- that can prove. That she's telling the truth, then now we have a different case. But one of he said, she said, like, my, who can prove to you? Who can prove to Roger Goodell that he was really rubbing on my thighs while we're at dinner? Like, I don't know how this works. That's why I don't know what to say about it. But as far as taking his team, is, in my humble opinion, outside looking in, it's going to be hard to take away his team on a he said, she said. And I don't uh, think that's fair. So to, far, I, it's it's unfair to both sides. Right. But we know that there is a trove of emails yeah. that the NFL has that we haven't seen. 
We know right. that there's more info in there. Now, the validity and the how bad or good it is, we, I don't know. But it feels like if this is still going on and more stuff is coming to light, the NFL might already know about this. And that might be the end story of this, that the NFL knew and has chosen not to do anything. And it sucks, man. Like, it's hard to get a job for an NFL team. And you put in the position, you possibly put in a situation where it's like, I know this is wrong, but I love and need my job. What do you do, man? Like, it's not like, it's not like, there's only 32. There's only 32 teams. This isn't Target. You know what I mean? You can't just go over to Ross or Walmart. Like, you you have a job for the NFL working directly with Daniel Snyder. And he's doing inappropriate things to you that you know are wrong. But you don't want to lose your gig. And there's a slew of things. I remember the cheerleading thing. So, with everything that's going on, there's evidence that kind of says, like, she might be on to something. There's too many but, things yes, that point yeah, in the direction you know I mean? that yes. they're not lying. So, this is beyond smoke. This is bad. There's enough to say there's fire. Yes, And the thing awful, about it is. But we've been down this road before. And with the player, Rob, the other thing that's not fair, with the players, it's like, you can still suspend me even though I didn't get convicted because it's conduct detrimental. Is this not conduct detrimental, whether it's proven true or not? Yes. Okay. This, I mean, but Kraft gets caught getting a happy ending in a Korean shower bath in South, in South with Florida. Underage, with matter. underage young ladies. Un, a bunch of well, underage young knows? women at that. Who knows? What I'm saying is, that, yeah, the... Oh, you're just saying like he got to keep his team. The right. players are yeah. there to protect the owners. The owners ain't there. Ain't no right. protection. I am the shield. You protect me. Right. right. That's how the Snyder's still there. Moving on, but I, I, I would like to see something come from this, but I just don't me know too. when it or how it will. Same. Well, we'll certainly keep it updated on the four one one. Okay. Headline zero. Moving along. India takes offense to Olympic torchbearer and will skip Beijing opening ceremony. This one comes out of New Delhi from the Associated Press. India will not attend Friday's opening ceremony of the Beijing Winter Olympics after one of the torchbearers reportedly chosen by the Chinese authorities riled up New Delhi's anger. India Foreign Affairs spokesperson Artem Bengji said on Thursday it was regrettable that Chinese side has chosen to politicize an event like the Olympics. The move followed reports that China's state-owned Global Times that a Chinese military commander who was involved in deadly clashes with the Indian border forces in 2020 had been chosen as one of many torchbearers charged with relaying the Olympic flame to Beijing. Uh, this above I, my pay right. It sounds like the I Indians are a little bit touchy. Um, they're they're usually well, in. There was violent yeah. border clashes between the com- the Chinese and the Indians. I didn't know that. If happened, it's, I got to pay closer yeah, but if it's offensive to them, it's offensive to them. I don't know. I'm not in that culture, so I don't know what's offensive and not offensive. I don't know. You're paying a little but bit. Too not, close so they're not going to be there tonight. This, okay. No, they're not going to do the march in. But how many Winter Olympians are is India bringing? What exactly do they got? Some maybe, maybe a figure skater or two. I have no idea. I'm not a winter Olympic person. At anywhere in the Asian part of India, where they uh, oh, ski? India is huge. I'm sure they got stuff. So. Yeah, plenty. I'm not. I don't know. I, I don't know. 
You think they've got, I've never heard of an Indian skier, but they're right next to Mongolia and all the mountainous, so I guess there are some mountainous regions. So maybe you can ski in. But they're not gonna. They're not going to attend the the opening ceremonies. See that this is why I, the Olympics. It's just another reason to fight. Another. another let's get. Let, I need to find out if the Indians and the Chinese are getting along. Let me turn into the Olympics. Five minutes ago, I didn't care. Now I gotta know. That's why the Olympics are bothersome. <laughs> Moving on. That's the four one one and the two one up. Okay. I want to be enthused. This is the this is over the next two weeks should be the most you know it should be America. I mean, with the, the most American thing that we do is coming up a week from Sunday. The NFL but, is all things America. It is the best of who we and what we do. We entertain well. We put on a show and we got athletes to back it up, and we're gonna sell a lot of stuff while we're doing it. That's us, man. I don't think America cares about the Winter Olympics, Rob. I really don't. Not, not even. No, they don't. I don't think. But I don't I do think it's think in the same category the as the Summer Olympics. I do think. Yes, there's a. Are there, no, is there a not. portion of the but country think, that cares about it? Yes, but yeah. is it like the Summer Olympics? Not even close. And with that's sad because no, it's supposed it's to always be been that, every, right? any and all things America, but it's not. But, but if you if you looked at what the Summer Olympics are and you say, well, sixty percent of us on a good year really give a damn, and about. Right. 30% of us on a good year really give a damn about the Winter Olympics. Right, well, this is we a go. year where we don't give a damn about any of it. So now we're down to like 30% for the summer and 5 in with the, the Winter Olympics. And it really is more about the flag than the event for those that do. Right. It just, right. It just doesn't feel right. And then I tune in and the news is the Indians are fighting with the Chinese because this guy's carrying a torch. Come on. That's what the whole idea is leave that at the door. Leave it at the door. Talk about it when we go home. But right now, it's time to go have some fun and compete. And and but just that's already in there. And just to follow up here, uh, at the Beijing Olympics, a, a Kashmirian skier will carry India's flag all by himself as the only Indian represented in the Winter Olympics. And the Kashmiris the, and the Indians don't get along anyway. This is the IOC's fault. The IOC, my thing is with everything looming around China, it's why give why give them the Olympics? Why award them they the Olympics could anyway? It. You can only have Olympics anymore in uber wealthy first world countries, and they're smart enough not to host it except for us. It should be or in America every year. Governments who have no yes, it should. It we, should be in America every there summer. It's very American of us to say. Or we should all chip in. Well, no, or maybe we all chip in and say, Greece, you get it. You started it. We'll all chip Look. in, and you're always going to host the Summer Olympics. The winter, the Olympic Village will be built, and it will be kept there, and we will always have it there. Yeah, and dude. we can pin a, a Winter Olympic destination oh. where it will always be and get over with. Put it in Switzerland. Yeah, They're supposed to be neutral. Yeah, man, it's... um. Ask Greece and Brazil and all these other countries that built these beautiful stadiums that are just nothing now. We already have all of that. I'm not being the cocky American. That's not even me. I'm just saying we have everything you need already. You don't have to build a $2 billion stadium that's going to collect dust after everyone leaves. I don't know if Greece has ever really recovered from when they had the Summer Olympics. So, Agreed. whatever. Completely agree. Anyways, 
let's get out of here. Hey, we let's got talk, CT coming Let's talk up. some basketball. Carolina Teague's around the corner. The Rockets are in town. Shoot-around is next. You might want to listen real close over the next 30 minutes. There might be some Al Green coming. Mm. Hold on tight. R&R in the morning continues right here on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250. And I'm glad you're at 103.3 FM. R&R gets you ready for tonight's game. The Shoot-Around. She got out the bed today. She put on some clothes today. It is R and R in the morning. <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry, I was talking. My mic was off. I'm at home. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm discombobulated. I don't. You have checked out. Help, but I'm accustomed you just to admit car. it, dude. You I, checked out. I was you talking. It out. was good too. I brought this in world class. I mean, it was it was going to be. Uh, and it sounded great. Carolina, man, I, I did you a great service, but we'll start over. This is R&R in the morning. We'd like to welcome aboard Carolina Teague, our Spurs insider. We're in the midst of what we like to call around the Radio Ranch a, a Sega Baba. What's that? Yes. yes. Have you guys it's ever been a part of a Sega Baba? No. I don't I, know what that no, means. It sounds like a video game console. I've tried to figure out what that really means for a long time, and I don't know what it means. But I, it's back to back. Yeah, I haven't been part of a second night of a back-to-back since I was a freshman oh. in high school. So, uh, second, second night of a back-to-back. Yeah, I was like, what does it mean? So we got us a, like- a full-fledged a full-fledged Sega Baba in action. And the worst kind of yeah. Sega Baba coming off of a, a thorough thrashing by a, a good but not great mm-hmm. team that used you to get the the band back together to figure out if they could make a playoff push. The Spurs were manhandled last night from front to back. They had a little bit of a lead early. They had a six-point lead, but really that didn't feel comfortable. And the, the Heat just kind of run away with it using, you know, being the Heat. They bodied them. They bodied them in the paint. They... They hit the shots that were appropriate. Kyle Lowry didn't do much, but they did everything else right. So you go, you see what we saw last night with nobody playing. What do you expect to see tonight? Uh, tonight, I think that they might possibly lose again. Uh, this is the second night back-to-back, and just based off their performance night before, um, their offense wasn't there last night. Joshua Primo, who usually has a great game, didn't do well offensively. Um, there was no, they're depleted on the front court side too. And that was an issue against the last previous game of the Rockets They had depleted front court. Um, I did like seeing Thad Young getting minutes in. He was a starter for the first time. That was a little bit different for me, but, um, as far as how they're going to be producing tonight, they lost the last matchup because of, um, offensive rebounds. Rebounding has been an issue and it's no different, um, throughout the past several games. I think it might be an issue again tonight. And then of course, allowing points in the paint. Well, you know, yesterday when you brought up that young, I, I almost hung up on you, and then he ends up starting. <laughs> so apologies, <laughs> apologies there. But you know what, Rob, um, CT Rob woke up and chose car for a drive, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he woke up and chose violence today. There were six people missing <laughs> yesterday. Rob's been hard on them today. They're supposed to get thrashed. That's the team that was in the finals two years ago. Come on now, y'all being a little but, hard on them. There was six people no, missing. I, I take nothing away from. I, I expected the Spurs to lose no matter what was going to happen last night. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I, mean, that, I, mean, I just I expected that to happen, whether they had starters or not. 
Oh, okay. I don't think I don't think it's being mean. I mean, like Devin Vassell, he just came out with an interview. He said, "My coach taught me in college if I can't I can't control what happens offensively, but I can control my defense." Mm. And with their offense, their offense is not producing. They're not getting shots in. I saw Lonnie Walker take multiple attempts in the second half. Couldn't connect on any of them. Keldon at the three. He's been struggling at the three point line too, but. The least you could do is guard somebody, and they had a hard time guarding the front court. And I was looking at the way Thad Young was guarding in the front court. He did a pretty decent job, and so did Drew Eubanks. But it kind of falls apart after a while for them. Carl, let's get into it. Know yourself. I was running through the six with my wife. Well, if we go off what we saw last night, and I have no reason to think otherwise. <laughs> yes, you should. That's not my expect to see Devin Vassell, Keldon Johnson, Thaddeus Young, Derek White, and Trey Jones. Now, I, I am I have, I'm almost 100% sure that Pearl ain't coming back, whether he doesn't have a headache or not. There's no right. need for even though. We're going to need him. But there's a concussion. That's Agreed, one of those Rob. things. If it's 50-50 and you don't need him, go home. You know, We'll, we'll see Agreed, you Rob. on Wednesday. Now, I don't know about wrists or, or, or McDermott's ankles. <laughs> I don't know about that. I do know that the, after tonight, they get five days off. Carolina, if you're Pop, you're 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 three and seven in your last ten. You've lost three straight. One you battled, two you you just got smoked or gave away. Um, mm-hmm. Get a couple of days off. What would you do tonight? Would you push Dejounte back in? Would you see if Dougie was ready to get back, or would Good you question. say Trey lace him up again and Thaddeus keep that bag unpacked? <laughs> I need you one more time and show well. Maybe I can get something for you. Good question. I think I would. I think that I would sit them out for this particular game because the Rockets aren't necessarily the best team in the Western Conference. Um, but I don't know what Pop wants. Maybe he wants to hit his record. He maybe he needs those eight more games left. So I don't know what Pop is thinking. But if I were Pop, I would sit them out. And there is rumors that they are going to be playing. Or is actually, Pop said, "Don't be surprised if you see Zach Collins playing tonight." So it's going to be really interesting to see if Zach Collins comes in. So I would sit out the guys, but I mean I, I'm not pop. I mean we didn't even know if, we didn't even think he was going to start that young yesterday. So I, we have no clue what he's thinking. Played him sometimes. I wonder if Thad showed up to the to the game with his shorts. I wonder if Thad came prepared. He might have had to call somebody <laughs> and go back and get his uniform because he hadn't had to take take off the sweats in a couple of weeks. For real, <laughs> Rob. You laughing, awful. but that's a Let's good talk question. About those rockets. <laughs> Well, the Houston Rockets, at least they're playing with a purpose. They have but two purposes in life. One, to lose, well, 79 games, 78 games, (laughs) but four of them. They got to beat the Spurs. No matter how bad we are. They're normally worse, but they're going to come at us. We saw the last time we played that they uh, we called them a slump buster, and that did not occur. Well, no, the last um, time we played, they, they beat, zero, we beat I, them. We beat them. We came back. We beat them yeah, last time. We yeah. beat them. So but, I have zero idea what to expect tonight because they're going to roll out a G League team no matter what with a couple of young studs. We right. could do the very same if we wanted to, or we could come in with some uh, some adults <laughs> and maybe win a game before they head off on the road. What do you expect to see? Mm-hmm. Let's look at uh, an idea of uh, 
the Rockets as I try to pull up their starting lineup. It, it really comes down to no, Jalen Green, ahead. right? Go ahead, CT. Um, I, it really is going to be not only their starting lineup, but their last game against the Cleveland Cavaliers, they had really great bench production. Garrison Matthews had 16 points. Kenyon Martin had 10 points. So I think this is a team that can score. This is a team that if you let them score, they will. They were great. The last game, they scored over their average uh, offensive ranking. They scored 115 points. So I think Christian Wood is going to be the main problem for the San Antonio Spurs. Christian Wood has been – or he's a a player that's considered non-tradable, even though they've been shopping him around to other teams. And I think he's going to be the issue tonight in their front – yeah. Yeah. I mean, Uh, I feel like he's a non-tradable player. So I think that he's going to be their issue tonight. The thing about it, last time we played them was a couple weeks ago, we beat them by 30, 134 to 104. But we had Murray, we had Dougie McBuckets mm-hmm. had 16, Keldon had mm-hmm. 16, Pirtle had 18. We had Pirtle as well. Dad Young even had 12, mm-hmm. Eubanks had 13. So we were mm-hmm. we're a different team then because of, because of the injuries. Now, tonight, with six players missing, and especially, well, I don't know who's going to play, but I don't expect Pop to bring these guys back for one game when we got five days mm-hmm. of rest coming up. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be a difficult game, but, I mean, the last time we played Jalen Green, they held them three for 16 from shooting. I remember Rob coming to here being like, dude, I don't know if what they're doing with Jalen is actually helping his growth, him just going out there taking bad shots. And I was like, you know what, Rob, maybe you're on to something. Like, there is, you want to get your young guys reps, but it's sometimes just staying on the Rockets task. Sometimes... KPJ and Jalen Green just come down and they're just jacking up crap. And I don't think that's mm-hmm. good for anybody when you're not, you know, there is a, there's a right way and a wrong way to go about it. And some nights it just seems like Silas Jr. has no control of what's going on with the Rockets <laughs> and, and they get beat by 30 by a team that's just as young as them. Mm-hmm. This is who we expect to see tonight. Kevin Porter, Jalen Green, Eric Gordon, who, when they did beat us here, was the one, the culprit, as he was just about uh, on fire against yeah. us. Jason Tate, as Carolina just brought up, and Christian Wood provides that athleticism that Spurs, quite frankly, don't have the athleticism to match. We'll see if, De- if Drew Eubanks has... Uh, has him laced up tight because he's going to be busy with Christian Wood. Uh, moving along, are we dealing with injuries? Yes, we are. Yeah. Inside the training room. I hurt myself today. CT, I'm going to leave the injuries to so you. So last night, this is... <laughs> yeah, I was like, Lowry ain't about, playing. We'll go off okay, this go long ahead. list that we saw <laughs> okay. last night and see what we expect to see coming back. Okay. So we had inactive, uh, Keita Bates, uh, Due to competition reconditioning is what they told us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Collins, of course, is a return to competition reconditioning. Jock Landale, out illness. Inactive uh, protocol for concussions. Uh, McDermott, uh, injury illness right ankle. Murray, injury illness left wrist. Pirtle, injury illness mm-hmm. concussion. Uh, McDermott, uh, we got all that. So I don't expect to see anybody who's been concussed. I think we can rule those two guys out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, leaves I, Thaddeus Young, which we, which I would like to see Thaddeus Young guard Christian Wood. I, I, I think that would be a worthy watch. Uh, I think that would they, they have similar bodies and styles, one just older than the other. Um, so we can we played okay in the paint as far as the rebounds when you look at the box score last night. Mm-hmm. We saw forty three and forty two in rebound total rebounds, but we felt dominated in the paint. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's for tonight. We're looking at who we're going to have to start. Our edges are going to have to rebound like crazy. 
I, I, I'll tell you, if, if Keldon doesn't have nine, ten rebounds tonight, Spurs cannot win. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, like I was watching the game yesterday, and their rebounds were an issue. Basically, when the ball would go in, they're already running to the other side of the court. There's only one person underneath the basket, and the Miami Heat had three or four people underneath the basket ready to get offensive rebounds, and that's how they created most of their shots off of steals and turnovers, namely from Derek White. They were able to create points that way. So the front court does need help, especially with rebounding, especially with uh with uh with uh Yaka Pertle being out so these the front court is just going to be the main they keep saying that but I'm like it's the truth but that, that, that I mean no I Dej- no DeJounte either Collins, yeah no DeJounte and I really hope that Zach Collins does get playing time today like they're saying that it, it, it will happen because I want to see how he's going to perform you talk about handling somebody. With that gloves. will be the highlight of tonight. So let's <laughs> let's. It's the little goals that mean so much. Let's hope we see a Zach Collins this evening, free and unfettered, lots of threes and opening up an offense. She is Carolina Teague. The Spurs go off tonight against the Rockets. Pay attention to your socials. We don't expect a time change, but there was one yesterday, so you never really know. Uh, we will take a little break. They're gonna the Spurs are gonna play tonight and then take several days off and return to form on Wednesday. Maybe they'll be well rehearsed, well practiced, and ready to hit the road and we'll join with carolina again carolina take care of yourself next time we talk with you we'll be in los angeles have a great weekend we'll yes, talk to you have, have a great trip you guys i'll see y'all later thank you she is ct she is our spurs insider hey coming back san antonio boy gonna be in the on the in the fight this weekend mario barrios going off one of our pride and joys let's talk about a fight this weekend it's what to cheer for we're looking at it next this is R&R in the morning, and you're on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. Uh, Rob Thompson, Rudy J, uh, R&R in the morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. This is R&R in the morning. That's Rudy J. Carl Schoenig sitting comfortably in a semi-dark control room. How was the drive-in this morning? To let everybody know, roads were, roads were okay, right? Significantly better than yesterday and very empty because we're Texans. They don't drive it's, if it's That's under 30. Yep. Hardly anybody's got any schools open, so we all took the day off yesterday, so why not make it a, a twofer and take a four-day weekend? I think it's all well-deserved. Social distance. This hour... We're socially distanced and comfortable. Right. Um, San Antonio boy going to fight this weekend. want to make sure everybody's aware. Mario Barrios goes off against Keith Thurman. Uh, both coming In off Vegas. fights that they w- regret. <laughs> They'll be going off tonight or tomorrow night. Uh, good luck to him. And while we're talking about good luck, uh, I want real quickly before I get Rudy, I want to, for all those that know, uh, Gary DeLon, a, a sports legend in San Antonio, is uh, is in a desperate fight right now, and uh, just for um, from all of us here at uh, KZDC and Alpha Media, prayers and love to the Delon family. Keep fighting, man. Uh, we, we we love you, Gary. Uh, thoughts and prayers and all that to those who for love sure. him. Uh, we're we're certainly thinking of you, Gary, as you go on through it. No, San Antonio's behind you. Um, uh, with that in mind, yeah, Mario going off this week in a big fight. Um, I'm, I'm excited uh, for it because he needs this one, and I think Thurman, I think Thurman's right for the pluck because I think Thurman's looking past this fight. And, and not only that, I mean, I, I, he shouldn't be. 
because Thurman's been out quite some time with an injury. So the last time I think we saw Thurman, I want to say it was Pacquiao. Pacquiao beat him, and then he so yes. he hasn't fought in a while. And Mario, you know, coming off of that big fight against Tank, I want to say I'm not sure. Maybe Mario had one in between there, but the last fight I well I'll put it like this: the last fight I saw Mario fight was against Tank, and I was thoroughly, thoroughly impressed at the, the his ability to eat punches. I mean, he eventually ended up getting TKO'd, but the guy the guy showed a tremendous amount of heart. So, again, I, I forgot all about the fight. I apologize for that, but I'm looking forward to seeing Mario versus Thurman. Should be good. And on the undercard, you got Santa good Cruz. Kid. So, yeah, I wanna, I wanna, I'm looking yes. forward to this fight tomorrow night for sure, for sure. Go Mario. The, uh, go Mario. Um, I'm sure we'll have him on next week. Oh, okay, cool. Kind of catch up with him. Um, things got away from us. Uh, the the promo goes off on on Sunday. <laughs> the what? The what? What'd you call it? The Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl. What is that? Yeah, that that what that, is that, that thing. There's there's a game. I don't know that they're what gonna that play is. in Las Vegas <laughs> with uh, with a myriad of stars. I'm told that no one cares for. Play flag. Would that be worse? <laughs> well. Uh, I, do you want to see Micah Parsons out there flying around as a cow as a diehard no, Cowboy fan? I don't fan? want to see any of that. Your two best defensive players are both going to be on the Pro Bowl field flying around out there. Do you want to see that? No, you don't. No, I don't. This is not. <laughs> I don't know why I don't care about an All Star game. I, I don't know why an All Star game doesn't bother me in the middle of the season when it should. I don't know why I don't have, but I the 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 NFL Pro Bowl is such a superfluous nubbin third nipple kind of thing that you're like what what, what? you know what's the point? I mean, there, well, there's, it's superfluous. There's zero purpose for this other than to, to what? It's not about TV revenue. It's about TV revenue sales. But if you're buying into the Pro Bowl as a sports advertiser, thinking you're going to get any traffic at all in the fourth quarter, you're nuts. Degenerate gamblers care, Rob. Degenerate gambler cares about everything. I don't even think degenerate. I got money to spend next week on how many times I I, I can find prop bets that will keep me far more interested than, you know uh, than the Pro Bowl will. You know what's crazy, Rob? The Pro Bowl, as useless as it is, outrates the NBA Finals. Fact. 20 million people will watch the Pro Bowl. I don't know why. I don't know why they don't have anything else to do, but that, like, think about that. Like the Pro Bowl, like we're sitting here as sports talk hosts, like this is the dumbest thing ever, and it outrates the NBA Finals. Somebody's watching it, and <laughs> well, I guess that's why guess it keeps so. rolling. I guess so. I mean, we've tried. I mean, they couldn't even get players to go to Hawaii for a free trip, and they got to take their family, and they still couldn't get people to go. So the I players know. really don't care. The event is, I guess, it's kind of singular. It is by itself. Your only your only competition, really, except this year with the Olympics, is college basketball. So I can see why the viewership is pretty significant. Yeah. But sure. the fact remains, no one cares. No, so no one does if care. we don't care about that, but I guess we do care. Those that know don't care. Those that don't know do care, I guess is the answer. But if there is any way to spice this up, is there? There's no way to save this. No. It's always going to be Not this. the game There's itself. That would ever no. be compelling at all. I agree with that. Only thing I remember, the I would, most fun. This is, I'm going to offer something. 
I'm going to offer something that's in the vein of Tiger Woods and the match where he got Phil and Tiger. It was made for TV. They went and found a couple of stars, and they created something that in the midst of COVID was remarkable. Remember how great that first match was when we had yeah. guys mic'd up, and there were no other sports. Yeah. And I was enthralled. Well, why don't we have I, why don't we have something akin to that? Let's we don't have to I don't need to see but my like Pro what? Bowl players. Do what? But I do want some football. Let's have a challenge match. Like Let's get like, the game we wanted of the teams that are not here anymore. For one more round, winner take all, and let's find the money that it would cost. A constellation trophy for let's between the, the Chiefs and and who? No, not consolation trophy. This is separate and apart. This is the match. It's not going to count toward any record, but this is the game. I bet you could come up with, I don't know, hundred million to split amongst the winner of the team. The team. What? What if we got to see a Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes rematch this week? Everybody's back. Everybody's healthy, and we're playing for a hundred million. Dude, Why they not? go through the they go through the motions because they know it is a money grab. They go through so. the motions. I do. They go through the motions. It's a money grab. Do you think they went? I think in the fourth quarter, just like every all-star game, suddenly the juices start turning and they start to play. I don't That's know. That's the only anything's thing be- you could well, find first of all, to get anything's me interested better than in what we have. this weekend. Yeah, anything's right. better than what so we have. So why not make it something worthy? Now, you don't have to play, but there's a lot of money at stake. It won't overshine well, the-, the Super Bowl. You guys lost. But we get a week of, yeah, prove Look. it. One, one. If one I was in the Super Bowl, match. one, you guys, the one we should have seen. If there was, if I was in the Super Bowl, I'd be pissed, because then I'd be like, I'd rather be playing what? for the hundred million, because I'd rather be that playing for no the hundred million. This week, anyway, the news of the week was Doug Peterson. <laughs> the news of the week was Brian Flores, and it had nothing to do with football. No, man. Look, the, it, I'd rather be, be playing for the hundred million as quickly as anything else. I'd rather Maybe be playing you would, for the hundred million. Guess what? Monday morning, that's done. Now it's time for the Super Bowl. But the, who cares about the trophy? I know trophy. my views aren't uh, popular or thought out. No, they're not I, I supposed will tell to you be. This: if you're going to interest me, you're going to have to you're going to have to find something that's worthwhile, that's compelling, and that's the problem with the Pro Bowl. They've tried drafting, they've tried miking things up, but it, unless yeah. people are going 100, percent it will never be worthy. It just won't be. And and le- like no, now the, your game gets interesting, Rob. If it's winner take all, but if both parties are going to get money, then it's not interesting. Because then it's like, oh, I'm getting, I'm getting paid regardless. Now you want to put the team, the team that wins splits up fifty million between fifty players. Now you got yourself a real game. But then again, like I said, then, the guys playing the next I week, get a fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, then the guys playing next week for the Super Bowl for thirty thousand dollar checks are like, dude, I'd rather be in the fifty the million dollar game. No, it ain't. Well, maybe you might. Dude, it, NFL players are different, but, but, Rob, but in the, the sense that money's more important to them. I know money's Money. more important to football players. Because they don't all get that NBA it money. So. But don't tell people that. We can't let that oh. little secret out. <laughs> we can't let that little secret out that that job track that they started when they were 10 wasn't about fame. It was about the money that came about with the, the fame. Hell yeah. But no, if it's winner take all, you that. got a great game, Rob. If it's winner take all, you got a hell of a game. <laughs> Maybe that's the answer because for me, for all of us, the only thing right. that makes it worthwhile is the compelling who's going to win and why and how. And if right. we don't have that, it's just not worth the effort because yeah. there's not enough. You might bring me in with a star 
you might bring me in for a little bit to see, no. you know, the first-year player that, you know, I just need to see a little bit more of. But quite frankly, the first-year players that I need to see a little bit more of, I saw uh, 17 games worth in Micah and Trayvon. That doesn't even draw me in. I know what they can do. I'll watch that. They're good. You're right. Now, let's not let anybody else see them, though. Right. Were you about to say something, Carl? I saw your little finger. Just a little four and a one and a one. He's, he's ready. Oh. See, he's, he's itching. He's, See, he's, he's ready to fire. He must got some off, so juice. Go ahead. Hey, con- as we head into the four one one, Gerald, congratulations, our winner for the love and happiness tour. I appreciate oh, really? our regular listener. Nice. What, uh, yeah, he comments a lot. Or congratulations, man. Way to dial. Now let's do it. It's time for the four one one and the two one zero. Here's the four one one in the two one zero headline two. Nothing juicy, really, Rudy J, but it is okay. an update on one of the ongoing eye-rolling things in sports. As the MLB requests a federal mediator in lockout negotiation, the players call nice. it a publicity stunt. Major League oh. Baseball believing yeah. negotiations were uh, with players' union were close to reaching a stalemate, formally requested immediate assistance of a federal mediator Thursday to help resolve their differences towards reaching an agreement on a new collective bargaining agreement. Major League Baseball Players Association, which was directly informed of the request by MLB officials Thursday afternoon, declined public comment or to reveal whether they would accept the MLB's offer. Federal mediation cannot enforce a settlement. The union is unlikely to accept the request, at least at this juncture, with one veteran player with direct knowledge of the talks telling USA Today Sports, quote, it's nothing more than a publicity stunt. The player spoke on the condition of anonymity since he was not authorized to speak publicly by the union officials or the executive board. MLB, in in hopes of accelerating talks or at least getting neutral parties' input, believed the federal mediation and conciliation services would provide valuable assistance in reaching a compromise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just what's going on. You can't change the guy that you don't like major league baseball you can't just go i don't think he likes us can we have another one um yeah. especially a mediator that can't enforce anything that he mediates uh i Good nice point. try major league baseball it is a publicity stunt just the fact you don't think that this guy is helping doesn't mean that the next will help or be more beneficial mlb owners suck play at baseball this. anytime soon they suck at this, dude. They're, like, bad. I know NFL players are like, can't we get those owners? We could dupe them. You know what I mean? MLB owners, they're not very good when it comes to these these lockouts. They're really bad, man. They're super bad. I hadn't considered that. Whatever. But you're right. <laughs> they're awful. It seems like they lose at every turn. Like, the players just they keep do. getting and getting and getting. And that's not a bad thing. I think they should continue to get. Yes, get get agree. Get, but. You know the the, pro, the the old parable about what is it? Pigs get fat and hogs get slaughtered. <laughs> There's the fine line between being piggy and hoggy with the major league yeah. baseball players. So I think that's why sometimes you kind of root for the owners on that side. I mean, that's the only area I ever even consider the owners, and and that's one percent. But they they sound a little hoggy right now. But they're not going to play anytime soon. Moving on. Headline one. This one comes from Woj. He says, Daryl Morey and the Sixers feel emboldened to wait on a Ben Simmons deal. This one comes from the Woj podcast. 
As mm. Philadelphia, this is what Woj said on his podcast, Philadelphia and Daryl Morey, I think they feel emboldened. I really do think they feel emboldened to go into the summer with this thing, and I don't think they'll engage with teams. But right now, I don't see anybody who is like, we got to get Ben Simmons at the trade deadline. We need him the rest of the way this season. You don't know who you'll get from him this year, and I don't think that probably, and I think that probably keeps Philly from getting some overwhelming offer they feel like they have to take and they don't want to hold off until this summer. But that, again, can change. They, Maury hit a home run because Embiid has played out of his mind and Philly's played well and they haven't missed him. That's number one. Number two, you said it in the headline. Nobody's like figured, scratching their heads like, how do we get Ben? How do we get Ben? He's just not that type of player. And number three, the guy that you want, wants you. So why would I? So why would I trade him? Hard, he wants Harden, and Harden wants him. So I'm in no rush. I'm in the driver's seat. I'm not winning a title this year, but I'm competitive. We're selling tickets, and B could possibly be the MVP. Maury is in the driver's seat in this whole thing. There is no rush for what? So the only change, don't you think Ben Simmons has to become a problem, <laughs> yeah. a nuisance, a fly in the ointment? Because you're right. can he? everything yeah. you just said, this has worked perfectly for Maury. I'm going to get yeah. Harden back, and I loved him so much. And yeah. I'm going to—I don't have to deal with Ben until somebody finally ponies up everything I want. And if I don't get everything I want, I don't care because I'm still going to get Harden. So for cap Not reasons, a bad situation you, to be in. yeah. So for cap reasons, you don't trade Ben this year and take on some wild contracts that would prevent you no. from signing James Harden. So once you once you once you get Harden the yes from Harden, you say, okay, um, Atlanta, give us a couple first round picks and John Collins, and we'll do the deal. And now I can sign Harden, and I get a couple other pieces. But I'm not going to do a deal that's going to prevent me from being able to sign Harden, and I'm seven hundred million in luxury tax. Whoa, they're already there. <laughs> well, no, I'm, <laughs> they, I'm, okay, I'm trying to keep yeah, it from. Yeah. They don't care. I'm trying to keep it from a billion, Carl. The, okay. the, the uh, <laughs> The thought process on any Harden deal would have to be a sign and trade where Harden goes to uh, Philadelphia to and Simmons goes to Brooklyn. That's the only yeah. way to get it done. That's what. Okay, well then that's what they're waiting on. Yeah, so I'll get exactly. I, I don't have to do anything. I'll get exactly right. what I want. What a perfect scenario this has played out to be. And I think it's because Simmons has been so remarkably passive in this whole he's situation. Been, he's, been a, he's been a good Samaritan, <laughs> as good as you can be. He really asking to trade. Been. Yeah. Uh, but he's sacrificed, what are we at, $19 million so far? Yeah, I think that's around there. Yikes. No bueno. No Moving bueno. along. Headline Zero. Gentlemen, are y'all going to this SI.com Super Bowl party? No, because... That would be a Rob question. Oh, the SI party is going to cost nearly $3 million, and it's going to be bigger than ever. Super Bowl party season is right around the corner, and one of the most hyped events of the weekend is looking to be one up itself with nearly $3 million budget. TMZ Sports spoke to David Spencer of the Talent Resources Sports Organization, which helps put on the annual Sports Illustrated Bash during the Super Bowl weekend, and he tells us the SI Bash will live up to its reputation this year, especially after COVID-19 prevented the party from happening in 2021. This season, the event is slated to have the names like Kygo, Jack Harlow, Frank Walker, and more on board to get the vibes going, and the crowd will be filled with the biggest celebs, athletes, and models like year past. 
With that being said, tables for the party come at quite the price tag. We're talking five figures, but it's for a good reason. It's an expensive event to produce, Spencer adds. We're almost up to the three million mark for that event alone, so it's a tough ticket. On top of the SI party, Spencer tells us about a Super Bowl viewing party at Jimmy Goldstein's iconic L.A. mansion. Oh, and he wow. says the event, which Jimmy comes... Goldstein? Yeah, exactly. Jimmy Goldstein, the uh, guy that, you know, is always sitting courtside the in the playoffs. Player, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, th- that will be a ticket of 1500 to 2000 per ticket. It'll be super COVID-19 safe and catered what? by local hotspot Craig's. No, uh, Rob... You're the Super Bowl expert. I've only been to one. Talk to me. Uh, the SI party I have not attended. Uh, I believe okay. it's either a it's a Friday or a Saturday night party. Oh, okay. Ordinarily, now the ones that we are will certainly attend the media party, which is one that is hosted that's by Friday. the right. Los Angeles Convention Bureau and the and the host committee, and that's going to be, I believe, at Universal Studios. Well, also we are also we've secured the Ditka and Jaws cigar party tickets, which we are regulars for. On uh, Saturday, if we're around, normally we attend the. Uh, we could go to one of uh, two parties: the EA Sports Party, which of course we can go there, which is always a blast. And then Lee Steinberg has a traditional great oh, party yeah. on Saturdays. The problem with that is normally by Saturday uh, I'm done and ready to come home. Uh, so we uh, we have. I've, I got a chance to go to the Steinberg party. Jason and I did uh, in Miami. There's a throwdown, but we had a flight later that day, so we didn't throw down as much as normally. But it's a. Those are the parties that we are sure to go to. But there's always horse trading, and we'll see what happens the Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of the, of the week too. Yeah, I never, and, you know, I've never heard of that. That's not part. It's a throwdown. It, 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 it's uh, yeah, sounds like it. Oh, good lord! Fifty grand. I mean, uh, what did so, you say? Five figure seat tables. Meals. Good lord, that's a lot of money. And when we, uh, when we, when we're out, make sure you're following us. That's why uh, you're, you've got us on the YouTube's and uh, Facebook and SA Sports Star and Twitter and all that. Make sure you're following all of us. We'll keep you. If we're at the party, so will you. Moving on. That's the four one one and the two one zero. Got a full weekend of sporting views pleasure. That was poorly said, and I'm going to try it again. It's all good. Do your thing. We got our Scenic View segment coming up. We're going to tell you what is on the tube. It might be cold outside, but the TV will be popping. We'll show you where to go and what to watch, and the Olympics will be front and center. Scenic Views uh, coming your direction. R&R in the Morning continues here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Scenic Views, brought to you by Twin Peaks. Oh, those Scenic Views. It's going to be cold tonight, cold in Is the it? morning, but we're going to have a, a warm afternoon tomorrow. We'll be in the 60s, I believe, by Sunday, back to normal. Thank God. But utilize this cool weather, your scenic views. Keep in mind, there's no better place to watch your favorite sporting events than any one of the three twin peaks around San Antonio. Every table's a man cave. Every view is scenic. So let's talk about what's going to be available to you to watch this weekend. First of all, our UTSA Roadrunners. The Rice game was postponed, I understand, but there, I believe the Denton game uh, is still on with North Texas. You can check that out on ESPN+. Plus. Catch up with your uh, Roadrunners as we have Steve Henson here every Wednesday uh, going with the Roadrunner crew. Had been a great yes, season sir. so far, but hope springs eternal. We move along. 
Don't forget the Mario Barrios fight tomorrow night. It'll be pay-per-view, but it'll be yeah. a good fight to be seen as, as uh, he comes back into battles. You know, this weekend is uh, one of the – we are now getting into the thick of uh, conference basketball separation that's starting to happen. We're starting to see those that – and we, we don't have – the usual suspects are still there. We don't have a whole lot of surprising teams this year. But I've, we had Doug Gottlieb on a couple of weeks back. Uh, if you re- recall that, I remember. Rudy – and I kind of yeah. blew him up for UCLA. Um, I was wrong. Oh. <laughs> Look out for UCLA. They're pretty good. They, they've kind of turned the corner. They, but, they've gotten better. But this week in your scenic views, it, it's cold outside. Today, if you're stuck at home with the kids, turn on the Olympics. Turn them on, man. We got ski jumping, which is nuts. You got, uh, what do we got? Women's cross-country skiing, which that's a yawn. Speed skating, I'm in for that. My favorite uh, skating event is when they they got like eight dudes and they skate in circles and it's kind of like roller derby. You know the one I'm talking about with Apollo Ono? Yeah, yeah. Rudy yeah, looks I've at me that. like you had you don't recall what I'm talking about. No, no, no. That's I remember my favorite one because you get the. I'm just trying. Oh no! Biathlon. I'll just let you finish. That'll be on tomorrow. The biathlon will be on Peacock Network, and if you like skiing and shooting, they've got them combined. And man, that makes for a good think- nap. I think the Jamaican bobsled team qualified, so we go. No, for real, like yeah, I'm not. So that movie, what was the movie? Uh, cool Runnings. Cool Runnings. So the cool running, the cool runners are back out there. The Jamaican bobsled team, I want to say is in because I was going to send it to the WhatsApp because I thought it was funny because of the movie, but I'm pretty sure the Jamaican bobsled team is at the Winter Olympics. I'm almost positive. The Olympics are oh. on all day long. Now, you have you have to have the Peacock Network. You have to have that streaming service. Oh. But if you do, and you're an Olympic fan, oh. you have access to Olympics like you have never had before. I'm looking at all the available. You can even catch some luge in about an hour. The luge then singles are going to get going on Peacock. You can you can catch up with that. Snowboarding, which is always a gas. You got that? Uh, you got says. Boxing tomorrow night. Got some little bit of UFC action as well. Scenic View is always brought to you by Twin Peaks. Remember, if you're going to go watch an event, go watch it in Twin Peaks. It's a man cave. And get some of that fresh-made food and a barrel-aged bourbon. Now, you, you, you talked earlier about uh, you went and got the boys some Blantons. Did they both oh, yeah. get a bottle of Blantons? Yeah, they both bought. They both they had paid. They paid for them because when they were there Friday, the owner had let them know, hey, the Blantons is on the way, just so you know. And they both paid ahead of time. They both paid ahead so the bottles would be there. But Jason was like, I'm not driving all the way over there. Rudy lives around the corner. So he texted me Wednesday like, hey, go pick up my Blantons for me and bring it to me. So I went and picked up Joe's bottle and Jason's bottle yesterday. There was It had already been paid for. So, because I, I had a friend text me just a little while ago, he's kind of one of those guys that chases bourbons that is always looking for. Oh, really? That. Uh huh. And um, he was amazed. You, that I mean, there was two if, bottles to be had. Yeah, if you mean it, your people, it's my people. So you let me know. We'll figure that out off no, air. If he needs one, we the got the fact him. that two guys got a bottle. No, that's good. That's why you go to guys like Texas Cheer who have the connections. But he was like, man, yeah, yeah, two yeah. bottles, that's a pretty good get. It's hard to find. Normally, those, normally the case is opened, and before the case is even open, every bottle's sold. That, exactly. I know um, I know. Carl's better half enjoys Blanton's as well. 
One day I'll, uh, I'll get her some. I know that they run like $300 sometimes. Um, that's no, that's not no? always true. Okay. That's not always true. The one with the horse on top that's of a, it, right? Let me see. There's a horse on yes. top? Yeah, yeah, there she loves that. She it. wants one. And this is 750 milliliter. It. It's a sexy little bottle, ain't it? It's a beautiful sight. That's a, that's a beautiful sight for those of you who are watching on our YouTube and uh, Facebook uh, yeah. feeds. It was a beautiful sight to see that unopened, uh, still-wrapped bottle of Blanton's. I don't know how long it's going to stay unopened. So, they need to come get these. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I was I was going to say, I, you, I was just about to say, do you think one of those bottles could pack? you think one of those could fly? Because I would hope they're bringing it to Cali. I hope they know that we know. They've got bottles of Blanton's as we get ready yeah. to handle us. I hope they realize that we know that they have that. And the, maybe the only Joe, way they could get that is if they met us at the airport and just flew with it. <laughs> you know what, Rob? I'm just, just figured out, I'm just I just figured out, out my plan. I think Joe would bring his. I don't know about Jay. Jason may save his for a special occasion, but I could see Joe bringing his. He got TV money. That's Joe get another this. one. What's more special the than strategic. the Super Bowl? Come on now. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, you're right. But, you know, Jason has a lot of parties throughout the year. He has a lot of buddies. You never know. You might want to be saving it for his buddies. I don't know. But I can see Joe bringing his. But if I don't bring it, but if I only take it to the airport, they got to pack it. So I might just meet him at the airport. So the Super Bowl is coming up this weekend. And hopefully we will be uh, enjoying some fine Blantons and discussing a (laughs) remarkable days of in-depth and wonderful interviews. That's what my expectations are. And for those that are following along, we'll be thinking the same thing as they've watched us take them through all that the Super Bowl has to offer, a a literal behind-the-scenes view of uh, the biggest media event, that uh, sports media event that the United States has to offer. But there are threads for the Super Bowl, right? So you kind of start looking forward to why am I going to be interested in this game? And these are what I have come up with, are reasons to look forward to the game. Okay. No no particular order, No, nothing more than others. This is cool. Um, I'm down. Young coaches, Sean McVay, Zach Taylor, they seem almost like they're the same dude. It looks like this is going to be, if like we have, are seeing a, across the sporting landscape as as Brady is retiring and as LeBron can't stay healthy, we're we're turning the page into the next chapter of our sports stars. And I feel like this is the next chapter in the NFL. We got two thirty-five year old fit young coaches, new and exciting ideas. I I feel like this is kind of the beginning of a thread of you know we're changing the we're changing the guard and we got young guys coaching. Is that a worthy thread to look uh. forward to next Sunday? I think Sean is taking on the whole LA thing. I think he's. I think he enjoys the camera a little more. I think he wears his shirt one size smaller on purpose. Zach just seems to me like he just goes to work. Sean, like his hair is always perfect. Shirt is always super tight. He always makes sure he's on camera. Sean is Sean McVay's starting. He is LA. Like he looks like the coach of an LA franchise. But thirty-five years old, thirty-eight years old, whatever it is, they are. It is a good change in the guard, not having to see Andy Reid and Bill Belichick and, you know, your usual right. suspects. So fresh blood is always good. I mean, hell, the Cincinnati Bengals as a whole is fresh blood. So yeah. I'm with you on that. What, is, what else and you that got? That kind of goes with – with. Uh, we'll get to the, to the, the Bengals factor in a okay. second. But what about – is there anything to the redemption of Odell? 
Is there anything? Hell yes. remember when, I remember when he was a giant. He was the he was the best wide receiver anybody had ever seen. He literally was considered the prototype of what the world was becoming in the Super Bowl land because that was Odell. Great hands, catching up with those big old soccer mitts backwards and flying over, speed to burn, great route running, everything you needed, and he had personality. He could sell stuff too. He was the next kind of thing, and that's been gone. Now he's back in L.A. in a media market, and maybe he's coming back to what we saw in New York. They left him for dead. I mean, once he got to Cleveland, he was left for dead. You know, I – I won a bottle of Buffalo Trace off of one of our listeners because he told me, he said, Rudy, I bet you a bottle of Buffalo Trace that Odell is washed. And I was like, you're crazy. I'll take that bet all day long. And no, he's nowhere near washed. It was Baker. <laughs> you know, Odell's dad shouldn't have done that. Yes, I bear sneaks. Odell's dad shouldn't have done that. It was unprofessional, but he was proven correct. And you know what? He doesn't even know the playbook yet. Sean McVay's offense is very, very difficult to learn. He still doesn't know it, and he balls out. He had the, his best game ever in the NFC title game. They don't really, they haven't missed Bobby Trees because of Odell. So the redemption of Odell is a real thing, Rob. Hundred percent agree. You're on. You're 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 two for two from the field, okay. Rob. I'm liking this segment. What you got? Another one. Okay. It, it hit me. At the end of the game, and I think we've even brought this up. Mm-hmm. There's a movie, and I forget what it's called. It had it came back up in the late '60s and early '70s, or and then they remade it about a quarterback mm-hmm. who was accidentally taken to heaven by God too early, and to and the God decided to send him back, but in somebody else's body until he could find mm-hmm. another quarterback body to put him in it. And uh, he went to, and he decided he liked where he was. But he had the. It was a. It was a person's body, but it was another person inside the body that was a quarterback. That's a bad description of a pretty bad. It's all good. But that's not where I was going. It struck me at the end of the last Bengal game, and it should have probably happened earlier. But I think the timing was such that there was a time. There was a tackle. Joe Brady goes to the huddle. He's Joe Brady. They go into the huddle and they come back, and he's under center, and he's not Joe Brady anymore. He looks like Joe Brady, but suddenly. It's Tom. Mm. I'm, I'm Joe Brady. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. No, I know I what you meant. Joe, Joe, Joe Brady Burrow, is correct. If he, if he acquits himself well, if Joe Burrow acquits himself well this weekend, I believe he will rapidly become the face of the NFL, if he's not already by that Monday morning. If he wins, he's the face now, of the get NFL. Get ready. He is here and is not going anyway for a decade if he is competitive and does what I think he's capable of. Get ready. Patrick Mahomes, your old news. Russell, dude, you're done. Aaron, we're sick of you. It is the fresh-faced, blue sunglass-wearing, bling-walking. Cigar-smoking. becomes the face of the NFL. All of um, that will happen overnight if he acquits you. He doesn't even have to win. Ah, Rob, I don't. He's going to become one of them. He becomes top for three. The fences. Yeah, no, okay. I, I like it. I love in this segment. He becomes top three. I mean, Patrick Mahomes still has kids getting his hair cut. So he's got a ways to go. And, you know, he's selling Oakleys and, the, and such, but he becomes a top three face. He's in the top three. He's right there with Mahomes. I think he's only battling with Mahomes at this point. The. If he wins it, if he wins it, he's only battling with Mahomes. I don't, I can't see anybody else. He's back. Well, Dak is one of the faces as well, 
because because of the team that he plays for. But really, if he wins mm-hmm. the Super Bowl, he's only battling with Mahomes. Now I don't know if he passes Mahomes, but he's battling with them for sure. So I, I can dig that take. The difference between the two, and, and I, I don't like my take because I think Mahomes deserves and should be the face of the NFL. The guy's done everything right. But Burrow, there's a little bit of an edge there. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. have any concern that Patrick Mahomes is ever going to do anything stupid. Like Dak Prescott, yeah. I don't think he's ever going to do anything crazy out there. I'm never going to get a picture of him at a club at 2 a.m. or he's never going to be standing on the side of the road with a cop talking to him. We're never going to get that TMZ video of of Dak Prescott uh, or Russell Wilson. Joe Burrow, there could be a bar fight in his future, which I like. I don't know if I, I want like. There's bar a little like Trevor. Oh. No, what I'm saying is that you look at Golden Boy. Some Golden edge. Boy's probably never had a carb. Yeah, there's Ooh, no edge to Blondie Locks running around in Florida. Joe Burrow's got a little bit of, you know what? He got a little something to him, a little bit of the no, edge that I, I think a lot of us like that Mahomes he, uh, doesn't bring that Brady never had. He seems like a guy that you want to have a beer with. That's where we. That's how we equate things. Now, there's a couple comments I got to get to you, Rob. Jarrell says it's the movie you're talking about is Heaven Can Wait. Heaven Can Wait, movie. that's it. Thank yeah, you very that's much. That's the movie you're talking about. And Big Dave over at Alamo Cycleplex says he couldn't agree with you more on Aaron Rodgers. We're sick of him. Which, <laughs> it sucks that it's like that with Aaron Rob. Because he's so good, it sucks that we wouldn't want to have a beer with him. Like, it's one of those things you're like, thanks, man. Right. See you later. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I don't think he but, can uh, pass. Even though he wins one, I don't think he can pass Mahomes on this one, Rob. I don't. Although this segment is beautiful. This is awesome. This is the first one we disagree on. But he's going to be top two. Because everybody loves the kid. uh, Everybody loves the kid. No, I got you. No, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm 100% with you on this segment. Keep going. You got another one? No, let's Uh let's head to break. Uh Let's keep this schedule. (laughs) Train stop in order. Uh, and I want to drop the mic, man. <laughs> yeah, no, well. you, you drop the that mic. was awesome. And, drop the and, mic. Okay. And leave a little bit of chicken on the boat, as it were. We got a full Heaven week to wait. talk about this. Yes, we do. Hold on tight. We're going to come back, put a bow on the show, talk about halftime and the Blitz. We're so glad you're with us. You lucky devils are sitting comfortably warm in the friendly confines of 1250 ESPN. And 90, whoa, 1033 FM. Hey, this is Michael Jimenez. Have lunch with me on Halftime today at noon. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 1033 FM. It's r in the morning. A Friday edition, the last edition of the Friday edition. As Rudy so aptly puts... He is checked out. We're heading toward L.A. next week. <laughs> I want to thank A.A. Best Bell Bonds, Deets Tractor, and Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds for helping us get out there and taking care of all the sidebar stuff. But we're headed there. We can't wait to go there and, and uh, well, take you with us. So make sure you're following us all week long. We'll, uh, we'll keep it interesting for you on the socials. If you need or see something you like, tell, let us know and uh, kind of reach out to us. Um, go ahead, Rudy. Don't forget about Texas Cheer. I don't want to hear his mouth. He'll be on my butt. Hey, Rob didn't say Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm yes, part uh, of it, too. Uh, uh, you're right. Hey, he'd, be, and, you know, he'd be on me. Go by. He'd be keeping me in line. I, I hear tell that uh, Texas Cheer had some Blantons available. I hear tell. 
that uh, a little birdie might be told worth me. trip like right now. You might want to get there the moment they open their door because other guys are headed there. Uh, which store did you go by? I went to number two. But I know number and one has them for there? sure. I have to ask which ones. Uh, Petranco. It's 1604 so, Petranco right across from Walmart. Can't miss it. Gentlemen, right start next your to Jack engines. in the Box. Start your engines. No F1. F1's over, right? Because I haven't heard you talk about it. It's over. Winter time. Yeah, it's Verstappen, he has to bask in the glory that is a world championship. He fought he this for no several Lewis years Hamilton. and took down the behemoth he that ain't is no Lewis Hamilton. Mercedes. You know what? Real You're question, right. Rob. He's better. He has the ring. No. What's Real that? question. Who's who's better for the sport being champion? When is it more popular? Right now it's for stopping. Uh, what? I want you to look at Lewis Hamilton. Lewis, I said right now. Lewis Hamilton okay. is has won this for a decade. He has been a world <laughs> champion for a decade. He is literally the greatest driver ever to sit in a driver's seat by just about every measure. So, okay. yes, Lewis Hamilton is he's a, he is he's Brady. So every now and then Brady got to lose. There's nothing, nothing wrong with Brady yeah, losing a game. It's only right. Again. Doesn't mean Hamilton's done. Right. But for those that follow the sport, forgive me, I'm going nuts on something that really nobody cares about. But for those of us that did follow, Mercedes is like uh, they're like the Yankees. They have more money. They they can do whatever they want. They can go buy whatever they want to win. So just the fact that Red Bull and Verstappen beat Mercedes, well, not that's a big. Deal. So I would say Red Bull's like the Dodgers. I mean, they also have lots of money, but finally they took down the the Yankees of of F one. So that was worth it. So now we'll get F one going pretty soon. Uh, but it, it, we do have. Uh, NASCAR's around the corner. Daytona's coming this weekend uh, for your scenic views. Uh, the, the Pebble Beach Pro Am will be on, so uh, oh, make sure you Bill check Murray. your two times. You can watch Bill Murray ruin somebody else's round <laughs> at some point this weekend. He gets on my nerves. Gosh, he gets on my nerves. Just why during golf anyway? Are, are during you golf, still he in uh, Super Bowl? Oh yeah, it, I, I, I'd like him. I'd like to hang with him for about ten, fifteen minutes. But at the end of the day, yes. I think you're right. I, I don't think I could stand him. Mm-mm. No way. You going to binge anything this weekend? No, I'm going to watch some sports. I'm going to do some scenic views. I'm going to watch some sports, so, you know, yeah, nothing. There's a new if it's the Jack Reacher series that I, I think it is. Oh, I yeah. think I might have found what I'm binging in between college basketball. Hey, halftime is just around the corner. Michael Jimenez, I'm sure, is beginning his long trek into the studio after his eight-mile run and donut stop. And uh, we will make sure that uh, he's <laughs> – I've never seen a, more, a fitter dude eat more donuts in my life. Don't forget <laughs> Get the blitz with Jason at 4 o'clock. Thanks so much for hanging with us. We're going to check the tape, practice real real hard, and head off to the big game. Don't forget that Super Bowl's next week and the big game coverage all week right here on San Antonio Sports Star. Y'all be safe. Stay warm. Next time you see us, we'll be in sunny Cali.